the college experience way too early week six preview on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by win bet. Get started today and you get a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head over to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. From April 29th to May 4th, if you deposit on Underdog Fantasy, you'll have a chance at a million dollars in their best ball contest. That's right, $1 million. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Welcome to the college experience. Way too early week, week six college football preview. My name is Colby swinging Dan to base Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick and I'm joined. Uh, we're, we're a satellite campus today. We're everywhere, right? We just got in uh, it from Hollywood, California, right? Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh. There it is. There it is. And in, in one corner from Raleigh, North Carolina, <laughs> give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making. Tobacco Road, living the free lock, giving former former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. Yo, oh, what is going on, man? This is not exactly how I pictured my first three way. <laughs> the de- <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you, but That's I always- the devil's devil's three way music right there. <laughs> I always pictured my first three way with this music on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Just the highlight film. What is that? Uh, American uh, Psycho. That's the music that should have been playing when he's flexing during his three-way and like pointing in the mirror. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, guys, here we are. We're on week six. You know, if you're a first-time listener, go back and check out the other five weeks we've previewed. We've basically been drafting the best thirty games for each week and giving our opinion on why we think that game should be placed where it is. We also have done, you know, top 10 quarterbacks of the 21 season previewing the quarterback position. We've done the hot seat in college football. We've done year one and year two coaches. We got you covered on the college football experience. So make sure you subscribe, tell a friend. All right. So this is how it goes. Last week we had Pat with the first pick, Nick with the second pick myself with the third. So that means this week, Nick will have the top pick in this, in this lovely, lovely draft. So, uh, and I'll be second and then Patty C will be third. So, uh, 
Anyway, let's uh, let's uh, you know. Do we want to touch on anything else? Uh, I mean, we got or South Dakota State, Sam Houston State, FCS. What do we think, uh, guys? Nick. Ah, uh, you know, my initial reaction was to go with Sam Houston and the four four and a half points. Uh, you know, it's only what Tuesday, so I haven't made any wagers. You know, I'm not positive, but that was my initial reaction. It should be a great game. I mean, Sam Houston State keeps on pulling games out of their asses. Look, they just beat James Madison and North Dakota State back to back. I'd say they're pretty damn good, but. South Dakota state has been looking very impressive as well. So I'm looking forward to the game. Should be a great game. Initial reaction, take the points, be sure to check back with us in a couple of days when we do our, uh, our preview for that game pod. What, what's amazing is South Dakota state. If people don't, I mean, they might've watched the games last week or the games, or, you know, over the past couple of weeks, but they're doing this with a freshman quarterback. Jabori Gibbs was one of the better FCS quarterbacks, not available this season. So Kind of a Hostetler like run there, a Nick Foles type run there. Maybe I'm aging myself with the Hostetler reference or the Doug Williams reference. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna ride South Dakota State. Yeah, I'm I'm going the wrong direction, Colby. (laughs) I'm gonna go South Dakota State. What are you doing, Patty C? Uh, With four and a half, Nick makes a good point. If we're talking about the spread, it's just it's hard to sleep on Sam Houston after what they've done to this point, you know, to keep doubting them that they're going to be able to keep the game close. When do you learn? But well, same ask time, Colby. I'm looking, <laughs> what's that? Yeah, that's true. Sorry to cut you off. Ask Colby. He's faded them every week. They're the luckiest right, team right. of all time. This is the luckiest run of Hasn't all time. Hasn't learned yet. <laughs> I refuse to believe um, that, that this seems legit. Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, Sam, I, uh, South Dakota state at this point just seems like a way better team, but Again, it all comes down to Schmidt, but I mean, that game against JMU, all their points, 28 of the 38 points came in five minutes when JMU's defense couldn't get off the field. I don't trust that to happen again. I think the luck finally runs out. Yeah. uh, Midnight strikes, if you will. I completely agree. I completely agree. Okay. So uh, we got that going on. Only one more game left in the college football season, uh, spring season, unfortunately. Let's get on to week six college football and let's start things off with NC Nick uh, in the the drafting position. I think we all know what he's going to take though, but let's see if that, uh, if, if, if he goes that direction. All right. I'm back on top of this three way. That's the way it should be. Oh God. (laughs) I don't think that's a win necessarily, but I guess Well, it's worse than being on the bottom. (laughs) Yeah. It's better than being on the bottom. I'm sorry. Better than being on the bottom. Oh, geez. Ah, so anyway, all right. So yeah, with all due respect to the other big matchups this week, well, first off, let's just say this week, I think it's top heavy, some big primetime matchups, but then there's not a whole lot of depth after that. Um, I, I do think there's a lot of like maybe potential revenge games. Uh, so that could be interesting, but number one, I think Oklahoma versus Texas. Uh, I mean, come on, you know, Texas state fair. They do it every year. You can say uh, it. You can say it. The red river shootout. I didn't want to offend anybody. <laughs> uh, so uh, look last year, the game went four overtimes. I mean, you know, Oklahoma won. I think uh, what 53, 45, and Texas is going to be very inter- very interesting this year. You know, the Steve Sarkeesian era begins in Austin, and I expect Oklahoma to be one of the four teams in the playoffs. So 
this game is going to be huge. It's it's huge every year. This year might even mean a little bit more. Bold, bold, but yes, this is the best game of the week. Uh, you know, I love a good rivalry game. This is always one of the best games of the of the college football seasons, really since like the year two thousand, maybe ninety nine. And that's also the game that Mike Leach, uh, when he was the offensive coordinator of Oklahoma, uh, dropped f- a fake playbook, and Texas uh, grabbed his fake playbook and then tried to run every play that they were doing. And uh, OU got out to a big lead before at halftime they noticed that uh, they they essentially had had been given a dummy playbook. Um, yeah, I can't wait to watch this. Um, it's e- it's the easy number one game. La- last season was crazy because Oklahoma was the way better team, and Texas somehow got that game to overtime. There's a couple SEC matchups that might yeah, you know, have something to say, to say about. Say. I wouldn't say easy, cut and dry, because I mean, come on, there's some good games here. I know, but yeah, it's just the rivalry. <laughs> it's just the rivalry factor. All right. Just yeah, the setting, the rivalry factor. Yeah, nothing's topping this. All right, you're not going to convince me. All right, I got the second pick in the draft, and uh, first off, any chance you got OU and Texas uh, undefeated in that uh, in that Cotton Bowl? What do you think the odds are? Both teams undefeated. I think um, it's good be. odds. Good odds, Oklahoma, but Texas. I don't know about that. I, I, Oklahoma huh. gets what? Uh, no, I think Nebraska and K State, and uh, who else? Tulane. Tulane. Yeah. Before that. Yeah. Yeah. Dub V. So yeah, I mean, there's a decent chance you got you got them in the playoffs and you're the Invitational. So uh, perhaps, that's right. I do. You heard it here first. Per, perhaps uh, you're onto something there. Let's go. Okay, now with the second pick, look, I know that they they're trying to hype up this Alabama Texas A and M game. I saw Jimbo Fisher say that uh, you know we're gonna beat Alabama, and then uh, Saban responded saying something like the what in golf uh, or something Daddy. like that. Uh, so, but I'm not going there. I'm going to a better SEC rivalry because I don't value the Bama A&M rivalry yet. I value Georgia Auburn. This one, okay. I don't know what to think of Brian Harson. I wasn't a huge fan of the hire, but at the same time, he, I mean, Malzahn was a good coach, but he was also very gimmicky. I think Harson uh, could could perhaps make the team better just with the lack of gimmicks. So give me Georgia Auburn and remember this game has been crazy. Remember that crazy one that uh, they, they threw, it looked like a Nick Marshall throws a pass. It looks like for sure it's going to be intercepted. It gets deflected off of his hands and then caught for a touchdown. In the final, I think was that the final play of the game? If memory serves me correct or late yeah, in that I game think so. or yeah, one of the two or very late, late in, in that fourth. game. Yeah. Uh, so this rivalry has been, been kind of uh classic and it's a huge opportunity here for Auburn because Georgia has got a pretty easy schedule. So if Georgia was to somehow, lo- or, uh, you know, lose that opener to Clemson, which is a lo- lot, you know, I think that's a fit kind of a 50, 50 game. I, I favor Georgia, but this could be a sneaky one on the road where perhaps Auburn could pull off the upset. I think it's actually besides that Clemson game. I'm going to say this is the hardest game for Georgia because at least that Florida games a neutral site. So uh, I think this game's great. What do you guys think of Georgia Auburn? Pat? Uh, I think, um, yeah, it's going to be a great one. I really, really like this game. South's oldest rivalry, uh, two teams that aren't far from each other. Geographically seem to me like they're the exact same team. Both would have a claim for running back you in my mind, especially in recent history, but really dating back to the eighties and late seventies. So, um, they play a similar brand of football. They have a pretty similar talent level, although Georgia has pulled slightly ahead in that category of late. Um, 
That said, the game is on the plains in Auburn. Uh, Bo Nix is a third-year starter here, so I would think that this would be a really good game. I think it's going to be a great one. I guess you got to favor Georgia by a little, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. This is like a 55-45 to me that Georgia wins it. Even with the first-year coach and the uncertainty of how he'll do in the SEC? That's a little bit of a factor, and I do think that uh, Malzahn, even though he does have like some quirkiness to him, he's every bit the coach that Harson is, if not better. But um, that doesn't mean, I mean, they've had a pretty high ceiling under Malzahn. So if, if Harson has a good team, you know, and he coaches them up right off the bat, I don't know how much of a tr- transition system wise it is to go from, I mean, I think they're both kind of running a bit of a spread. So it should be a relatively simple transition. I think Auburn should step right in and start winning, but you got to figure Georgia has a slight edge. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Georgia. Agreed. Yeah. What, what? So, and yeah, you know, I also had this game ranked number two. I also had it slightly above Bama A&M. And uh, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. This is by far Georgia's toughest road challenge on the year. Their other three road games are at Vandy at Tennessee and at Georgia tech, uh, you know, because Clemson and Florida are at neutral sites. I expect Georgia to be in the playoffs as well. So I've, I've already disclosed two of my four playoff teams in the, in the first two games here. And I will say that Georgia has now beat Auburn seven years in a row. I think it's a tough game. It's a close one, but make it eight years. Wow. Hello. You play to win the game. Wow. Seven in a row. I can't believe that. That's pretty brutal. Maybe that's why Malzahn got fired. Um, all right, pick three, Patty C. Where are you at here? Let's uh, let, let's. Uh, I mean, you got a lot on the board there. Uh, I mean, I think based on last year's results, there's only one reasonable pick. Plus, the venue makes it a really interesting game. Not to mention, Alabama may be coming off of a game that occupies their full attention the week before in hosting Ole Miss. Um, and so they could be primed for a little bit of a, at the very least, they won't have their normal advantage of like four buys in front of every hard game. So uh, having to place a decently tough offense, at least in Ole Miss, and then traveling on the road to Kyle field, especially with uh, a very confident A&M team right now. I mean, shoot, if there's any year to do it, Alabama is still, I guess, breaking in a new quarterback at this point. Uh Give me AM on the points off the off the bat without knowing what it's gonna be, unless it's like below five. Yeah, I mean AM loses Mond. They still have Elko at the DC, but they did lose uh, you know, a, D, a solid amount of players uh to the NFL, but they, they've been recruiting well. Alabama obviously is just a machine. Uh so many players, what was it, twelve players drafted in the first sixty-five picks, set a record. Um I, I would say I still think Bama's going to roll them, but I like the game. So uh, are we all in agreement that these are the top three games of the weekend? I think you yeah. you could make the case for one other, but uh, there's a couple others that could be yeah. in there. But uh, this was my third, so so far it's going you know chalk, you know one two three, bing bang boom. Um, yeah, as far as Alabama and A and M, we just mentioned Georgia's road schedule. Well, Bama's is much tougher. Bama has at Florida at AM, at Mississippi State and at Auburn. And by the way, Colby, the at AM and at Mississippi State is back to back road games. Finally. For Alabama. Finally. First time in what Maybe. eight years. 
Um, Maybe they're listening to you. So I think Bama's going to drop one of these games, one of those road games. Maybe it's right here on October 9th. AM hasn't beaten Alabama since 2012 with Manziel. Johnny Football. But I mean, some of these scores, guys, last year, 52 24. The year before, 47 28. The year before, 45 23. In 17, uh, which I think might have been, that might have been some, someone's last year. I'm not sure. 27 19. That was only a, you know, an eight point game, but. Uh, 2016, 33, 14, 2015, 41, 23, 2014, 59 to nothing. So, I mean, these have been some Royal ass whoopings with the exception of one year. Um, I think Bama is still going to roll. They've won eight in a row against a and M. I just can't, I can't see a and M getting this win. You guys. Well, you know, I, in, according to last week, I had Bama losing, getting upset by Ole Miss the week before. <laughs> If that happens, they don't lose two in a row. Yeah, I think they roll if that's the case. Um, oh, I think they're going to roll regardless. But I do, I do think, <laughs> I do think it's probably the third best game. I had it marked as my uh, my second or third best game. So, um, all right, Nick, you're back on the clock. Pick two. What you gonna do? Here's where it gets a little, a little bit tough, right? Like I said, I think there was a top three. I think that that you know those three were pretty obvious. I could go a couple different directions here, but let me take you to Lane Stadium in Blacksburg, Virginia. Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. The Fighting Irish better watch out here. I checked, and a time for this game has not been given yet, and that could play a factor. Uh, this game is much more interesting if it's a prime time game under the lights. The night game at Lane Stadium is always lit. Uh, and even if you aren't the biggest Fuente fan, VT is a live dog here. I hope it's a night game that might, I mean, depending on time that could move this up or down. If it is the primetime slot, it's definitely the, the fourth best game for me here. I expect a great game. Um, like I said, Notre Dame better watch out. Yeah. Uh, this is an all time series. Notre Dame wins. Uh, they've played three times. Notre Dame's up two to one. Um, and, and Virginia techs lost the last two. They won the first. So, uh, Interesting here. I mean, the, 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 I like this game. It's a, I, I agree. I agree with the spot that you have it. Uh, the last time they played Notre Dame won 21 to 20. Um, so I, I think this is a, a one that could be a really dangerous game for the Irish and it could really put if Virginia tech is able to steal that first game against North Carolina. After that, they got kind of get uh, you know, an FCS school, middle Tennessee. Um, and, and I, they could, if they could get that first week one win against North Carolina, they might be undefeated coming in, hosting the Irish could get loud at lane. So uh, I love this play, man. And I think Virginia tech is going to be able to hang with them this year. Wouldn't surprise. It's me gotta there. be a, it's gotta be a night game, right? Gotta be right. Gotta be. Patty There's no way they let this one happen as the fourth best game on the slate that they don't put it at night. You know, the ACC will throw a fit uh, tech coming off a of bye. It's huge. And, and tech had a bunch of games last year where they looked kind of decent. I mean, they barely lost the gun to a Liberty team that had a great season. Um, they lost to Miami, which isn't a great loss, but they lost by one. They probably should have won that. They shellacked UVA. They slapped NC state around. So they have potential to play a good game. You know, they also have potential to lay an egg. So I think, um, I think tech has the uh, uh, talent and the coaching ability to beat uh, Notre Dame, especially in front of a big crowd at lane 
we'll see. It's, and, and it's early enough in the season that Notre Dame may not have the kinks worked out just yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, it, I agree. It's a money game. I, I can't wait to watch this one. And uh, yeah, I actually think this is, you can make the case that this game is better than Bama A and M based on the history, based on the history of Alabama destroy. I mean, actually when you look at Georgia, Auburn and Alabama A and M, They've been dominated by by the uh, opposing teams. I, I don't know how many. No, Texas beat Oklahoma one of those years. I think maybe three years ago. I think Texas beat Oklahoma. So uh, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, A and M. The despite these games being top notch, uh, been dominated lately. So we'll see how the Hokies do though with the four spot. Uh, I'm on the fifth pick here. I'm going to take us. Well, there's a lot to to do here. There's a lot to do. I'm going to take us to Iowa city. Yep. Penn state travels to Iowa city where, I mean, you want to talk about Penn state. I, I, I know we, we touched on them earlier a couple of weeks ago. Could be a surprise team this year. Well, the Iowa Hawkeyes, I think NC Nick's high on the Hawkeyes this year. And, and th- you know, when they play at home, I, this is why I've, I, one of the reasons why I always lobby for a, a big playoff where home games are played because I think that's one of the hardest places to win in the country. I love that watching these games. So I, I, this is a trap game for Penn state and maybe Iowa, you know, can find themselves in the big 10 championship this year with, with what they bring back in the big 10 West. I love this spot for them. What do you guys think of Penn state, Iowa, Pat? Well, I would say, uh, I mean, Iowa could be could easily be undefeated at this point in the season. They host Indiana to start it off. My favorite Iowa in that game. A road trip to Iowa State is always going to be a barn burner. You never know who's going to come out of that one. But even if they don't, then hosting uh, Kansas State, Colorado State, and then going to Maryland in a very winnable game, they should at worst be four and one in my mind. Maybe five and zero coming into this game. Meanwhile, Penn State. At Wisconsin, hosting Ball State, hosting Auburn, hosting Villanova, hosting Indiana themselves. That's a little bit tougher of a run. Um, maybe they even come out of that with two losses. So it would be a pivotal game for Penn State in their season at this point. Um, I expect a good one. And yeah, this one, Penn State, maybe a little more talent at this point, although I think Iowa's closed the gap. And Iowa, I think, is a maybe a little bit better of a coach team. So I would favor Iowa at home in this game for well, sure. Well, they they played last year on uh, November twenty first in State College, Pennsylvania. Iowa won by twenty. Um, the mm-hmm. the the game before that in two thousand nineteen, uh, Penn State scored on the final play of the game, I believe, to get the to, or one of the final plays of the game to get the win. If memory serves me correct, uh, they got the win by five. Um, Nick, what do you think, Penn State at Iowa? Great game. I also have this ranked fifth. So, so far it's like, everybody's looking at my list and we're just working straight down it. Uh, yeah. Look last year might've been a blowout, but throw last year out for Penn state, Penn state's one of the couple of teams. I say like Penn state LSU, those two teams stand out right away where last year was kind of a fluke. I think Penn, this Penn state school is going to be more like 2019. I am big on Iowa this year. I think Iowa probably wins the big 10 West. Although I am concerned that they have road trips at Wisconsin and at Northwestern because you know those are probably the three best teams in that division. But yeah, I'm high on Iowa this year, and I think Penn State is going to be a lot better. And I think this is going to be a hell of a game. All right, Patty C. 
Let's let's the pick is yours, my friend. Uh, with the sixth pick in the draft, where are you going, pal? Ah, uh, man, there's some tough competition here. Um, I actually wish I'd done a little more homework on uh, this Boise State BYU game because that looks like an incredible one. But my gut is telling me that just based on the magnitude for both coaches in this game that uh, was it at Nebraska, Michigan traveling to Nebraska, uh, both Scott Frost and Jim Harbaugh is probably number one and two on the hot seat coming into the year in all of college football. So uh, talk about a game that could be make or break for both coaches. And at this point, maybe even evenly matched game. So like it could, could be an enter- entertainment factor, especially in Nebraska. I guess you have to assume Michigan's going to make a, a, a rebound, a bit of a rebound this year. Cause Harbaugh hasn't had consecutive like clunkers so far at Michigan. But uh, I do think that it's going to be a challenge for them. So should be a good one. Yeah. The, and this one, by the way, I think clay Helton might have something to say about the hot seat thing, but um, true. Uh, <laughs> This this series is uh, Michigan leads this all time series five to four, and the last time in two thousand eighteen, Michigan laid it on the Cornhuskers fifty six to ten. That was I believe was that uh for, no Frost was still at UCF that year I believe right I think he was if not it was first year Frost um so Michigan blew them out then but uh, and then right now uh on a one game winning streak so. Uh, I think this game is sneaky. And I think we, we touched on this. I mean, we're touching the big 10 West here and the big 10 East on both the, the past two games. But I think Nebraska, I made this case uh, on, on the last episode. I think Nebraska could be a player in the big 10 West. I think the big 10 West is going to be chaos this year. I personally think, yeah, I was probably the most talented team on paper. I were Wisconsin, but I also think they have, I was got a trickier schedule. Uh, I think Nebraska's due for a big year. I think Purdue could be sneaky. I think Minnesota could be sneaky. I think the Big Ten West, Northwestern, you know, Fitzgerald coaches them boys up. Um, Illinois I, is the only team that I really would be shocked if they won the Big Ten West. But even that is interesting with Bielma. So, and then you add in the Harbaugh effect here. I mean, this is a huge game. I, 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 I like where you place this game. And I think I was probably sleeping on this a little bit when I really think about it. Um, I think, I think it's just a money game because of, uh, the magnitude, the stakes. So uh, I'm on, well, I think you're nuts for thinking that Nebraska has a chance in the big 10 West this year, looking at their schedule, they get Michigan and Ohio state cross conference. They got to go to, uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota. They have a road game at Oklahoma. I mean, (laughs) Scott Frost is going to get fired and this might be the game (laughs) that puts the nail in the coffin. But I mean, look, NC Nick touched on uh, the COVID. You know, Penn State was a, a, a weird team last year. LSU the same. Michigan was bad last year. I don't know if you want to add them to that list, but based off what we saw last year, this should be like a, a shit fest. But I, I think Nebraska. You got to f- remember Adrian Martinez now third year in that offense. I, I like. I I just like what they're. I think that I watched that spring game. I think they're flying under the radar a little bit. I think their team's better than what their record. Be selling us a bucket uh, once again. That spring game. I don't want to hear about their spring game here. <laughs> so, look, we're no longer working off my list. I had this one further down, but if I could have placed a wager on the game, Patty would have picked in that situation. I would have picked this one. I knew it was coming. Uh, look, I mean, these two schools are two of the most underachieving teams in the last five years across the country. And last year, Michigan was two and five, and Nebraska was three and five. 
And I will say that this is the second half of back-to-back road trips for Michigan the week before they are at Wisconsin. So that's tough. Boom. This is a trap game. This is a trap game. They're going to lose both. And I'll tell you, man, the coach who loses this game, I think their seat gets warmer almost instantly. Yeah. Well, Frost might save his ass on that, on the back of that back-to-back road game. You know, that might be the saving grace for his career at Nebraska. I can't wait to watch this one. I, in a way, I, in a way, I'd, I almost want to rather watch this than almost every game except Oklahoma, Texas. Um, all right, uh, NC Nick, you're on the clock uh, with the seventh pick of the draft here. So, where are you taking us, buddy? All right, I got Patty C mentioned a great one in Boise BYU, but I had one game ranked higher. So let me take you back to the SEC. And I mentioned my upset pick on the pod last week was Ole Miss over Bama in Tuscaloosa. Well, this time Arkansas travels to Oxford to to face off against Ole Miss. And uh, this game is going to be a lot of fun here. If you remember this game last year, Matt Corral threw six interceptions and they didn't even pull his ass. Usually after like the fourth interception, you might get the plug. No, he played all game through six picks, but I expect this Ole Miss offense to be just, I mean, lights out this year. And I, and I mentioned, you know, before I picked the first game, there's a lot of revenge games on the schedule this week. Well, this is one of them big time. Uh, Arkansas beat Ole Miss 33, 21 uh, at Arkansas last year. Now Ole Miss has him at home. You know, Matt Corral is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He remembers throwing six interceptions against the Razorbacks last year. I expect a much better performance and I expect a really good ball game here. This game has always been crazy. Uh, remember the, uh, the crazy game that Ole Miss was about to, uh, to essentially make the, uh, the SEC championship and knock Bama potentially out of the playoffs. Oh, man. And, and uh, I believe it was Hunter Henry that just threw the ball behind his back. Um, uh, <laughs> on a play on fourth and like six twenty six, it looked like just a five yard pass or something. And then they end up getting a first down and winning the game that was with Bielma. But yeah, Arkansas leads this all time series, but I mean, they, they've played some good ones uh, last year, 33, 21 uh, Arkansas got the win. The previous two Ole Miss got the win in some close games. And, uh, and, and yeah, this has been a, a kind of a back and forth, good rivalry. Um, one more tidbit, but one more tidbit also I forgot to mention was that Colby loves back-to-back road games. Well, this is the second half of back-to-back road games for Arkansas because they're at Georgia the week before. Oof, oof. Yeah, I think it's a revenge spot for uh, for Ole Miss, but I will say I think you have this game too highly rated. I, I think there's other games that are better. I think there's better games out there. You're well, sleeping look, we on. One. We can't agree on everything, all right? You're sleeping on one that is just. I mean, besides Boise State BYU, which I think you could argue is better. There's another out there that I think you're really sleeping on, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is still should be a good game. And you think both teams go bowling this year? Yeah, I think Ole Miss definitely does. I think Arkansas is a bigger question mark, but I like what Pittman's doing there. I think they get to six or seven wins. Uh, Patty C, what do you make of Arkansas at Ole Miss? Uh, I think it's a good game. I am uh, concerned a little bit about Ole Miss's uh, out of conference schedule, challenge themselves a little bit with Louisville and Liberty. Um, but then again, and Tulane's not exactly chopped liver. Uh, Austin P is a, a layup. I'm actually pretty t- uh, proud of uh, Ole Miss's performance there for out of conference. Um, Arkansas, though, um, coming out of a ro- or um, Ole Miss rather coming out off the road game 
uh, at Georgia, you got to figure they're at a pretty uh, big disadvantage here. So, um, or Arkansas, geez, I'm all over the fucking place. Um, I think that uh, Ole Miss has the clear advantage at this point in this game. So, um, but the fact that it's a border battle, they're close proximity, recruiting rivalry a little bit here, and uh, Arkansas potentially coming up, both teams coming up a little bit. Yeah, uh, whoever comes out of this game takes a step forward. So it should be interesting. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Uh, my pick eighth pick in the draft. This is a better game than Arkansas Ole Miss Utah at USC. How did you miss on this one, buddy? This is a, this is one that I feel like now, traditionally I will say that uh, USC kind of handles this one in LA, but Utah definitely t- has to, has really gotten uh, some, some nice wins against USC in Salt Lake city. This one's in LA, but uh, I think this one, I mean, they're kind of opposites. Uh, Utah is kind of a physical football team. It will beat you down where USC air raid. Now um, I, I love this game. Uh, what do you, Pat, what do you think of Utah at USC? Well, I want to know what uh, Utah has at the quarterback position. I guess um, Charlie, Charlie Brewer, they, Charlie Brewer is their guy uh, here. Yeah. He's their guy. Okay. So, I mean, that doesn't necessarily inspire great confidence, but he could be good. The Brewers typically do well coming out of transfers, if I recall correctly. So um, that said, I think USC is a couple steps ahead of them, especially at home. You know, I think that the home field advantage in Utah gives them a good advantage. I mean, a nice, that the altitude really fucks with USC, but I don't think that they're obviously going to have that. So I think the the air raid will be a flying on the, Utah. The Keep last will have a nice game. The last two they've played in LA, USC got the win. Uh, 2019, USC won 30 to 23. 2017, they won 28 27. This is going to be a ball game. NC Nick, what do you? How do you feel about uh, uh, Utah traveling down to uh, Los Angeles to the Coliseum? Yeah. yeah. Look, it's a really good game. I don't think it's better than Arkansas Ole Miss. I had it up there. I had it top ten, so I'm not going to argue too much because I have it, you know, closely ranked here and you know to each of their own a little bit. USC did win 33-17 at Utah last year. I do think USC is just the better team this year. Um, but look, it's a big time, you know, Pac-12 South battle in a pretty op- wide open division here. So it it has importance and it should be a good game. And uh, I won't argue with you too much. I'm gonna say this: last year you got to throw out completely because Utah was supposed to start their season twice. The team they were playing canceled while USC was playing games. So then three weeks into their little five game or six game season, uh, they didn't have an opponent the first two. So then they end up playing USC in, in their opener, but hadn't played any football all year. And USC had an advantage of playing three games. I just think you got to throw that game out. Yeah, true. Good point. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think that's a great game. I, I I'm excited to watch this one on the West. I know you'll probably be sleeping for that one, but Patty C close out round three with your ninth, uh, the ninth pick. In the well, this one yeah. seems fairly obvious. Uh, Boise State, Boise State traveling to BYU. Um, look, BYU did an awesome job as usual when they're not being uh ravaged by COVID and everyone is pulling out and blaming them for it. Um, just like I do with the chicks, I pull out and I blame them if I leave a little in there, <laughs> you know. But um, I say get off, they stay on, it's what happens, you know. <laughs> so Look, they did a great job staying local in their uh, scheduling, at least in that first half of the season. Host, or I guess a neutral site game against Arizona, a border battle there. 
obviously Utah in state, then Arizona state at home. Um, another border battle, they host USF. They get them to come across the country then they get another in state and then uh, Boise, another border battle. So five out of the first six games are either against in-state competition or a neighboring state. So the, the, there's going to be some fireworks on BYU's schedule as usual. I think they're going to be good. Um, Boise doesn't exactly have a, a cakewalk through their first part of the schedule. So, look, both these teams are evenly matched. I don't know. I guess you got to give uh, Sataki the advantage over Avalos at this point just because we don't know what to expect from Avalos. I, I think, so. I think, yeah, you got to take Sataki because I can tell you another thing. They've won two in a row against Boise, a 51 to 17 win last year. When BYU came up to the Smurf turf, very uncharacteristic of Boise to lose like that on the Smurf turf, and then the the the, the one back in 2019 that Brian Harson talked about why he wanted to leave uh, the Group of Five in Boise State because uh, that was their Boise State's only loss of the season with a backup quarterback in Provo. They lost 28-25, and uh, and in Boise State wasn't even sniffing the uh, the well the playoffs or the uh, the New Year's Six. So. Uh, this one's interesting. It's a huge game for Boise because they had dominated this rivalry bef- before that. So, uh, or uh, yeah, pretty much dominated this rivalry. Uh, so uh, yeah, this is a huge game. And I think Boise state, you know, coming into the season, if you just look on paper, I think Boise state's the better team, but questions with Avalos questions with who's Boise state going to go with quarterbacks. It's going to be Bachmeyer. Is it going to be Sears, the USC transfer. Um, and then who is BYU putting a quarterback? They all, you know, they've been, they've had a lot of great quarterbacks over the, over the past 30 years. So is it just going to just keep rolling or, uh, or what's going to happen there? NC Nick, what do you think? Boise state at BYU. We went to one of these games in 2000, uh, 2018, that Boise won 21 to 16. What are we thinking That's here? Right. I think it's a great game. I think uh, this is the last of like the clear cut, like top echelon games. And then there's a, a, a drop off. But uh, even if BYU is slightly down this year with the new Q, with the new QB, this is a really tough road test for a Boise team that I think might be special this year. You mentioned the blowout for BYU last year. Boise was on, I think their fourth quarterback in that game. So cut them a little bit of slack. I mentioned a reoccurring theme of this week is the revenge angle. This is another big time revenge game because you know, Boise doesn't like when someone walks on their Smurf turf and beats them 51 17 here. So uh, I'm really excited to watch this game. I think it's gonna be a, a great game. I think Boise does exact that revenge on BYU. Well, let me tell you something real quick. I will say that one other team that uh, walked on that Smurf turf and slapped them around in recent memory was the Wahoos of UVA whose coach was from BYU before that. So maybe there's a little something in Provo that they know how to handle it. It's a Mormon battle, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the only state with more Mormons per capita than Utah is Idaho. Hmm. That's got a smart for those folks that at old Brigham young. <laughs> I, I love that matchup, but Patty C just because you're a Wahoo fan, I want to talk about the time Boise came down to, to Charlottesville. And I think it was 50, <laughs> was that 59 to seven, the final score, I think, you know, sometimes you lay an egg. <laughs> um, all right, guys. I want to tell you guys at the college experience way too early season preview week, six season preview um, is brought to you by WinBet. Yes. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games, generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today. 
and you'll receive a special offer up to a $500 risk-free sports bet. Uh, terms and conditions do apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. Um, all right, here we are. We're, we're, we're in the middle of this thing here. Pick 10 uh, goes to NC Nick. What are we thinking here? Where are you going? I want to see, this is where it gets interesting to me because the drop off uh, I'm sure Big drop off. Well, and, and we kind of had all of our games. The only thing that I really had uh, off on this a little bit was the Arkansas Ole Miss. I had further back, <laughs> but, but I, I still had it in the, in that somewhat in that vicinity for top nine. So uh, I'm curious now where we go because we got it. It is a drop off, but there's a lot of kind of interesting games out there to me. Yeah, there is. All right. Well, apparently it is my turn to to wave the SEC flag because I want to bring you back to the Southeastern Conference. LSU at Kentucky. I mentioned. Well, first off, these teams haven't played since 24 since 2014. So that's kind of interesting seeing. Are that. they even in the same conference? Uh, yeah, I know it's ridiculous. Coming seven years ago, they played, you know, uh, I, I mentioned earlier, much like Penn state, I expect LSU to be much better this year. Last year, throw it out the window towards the end of the year. They were playing better. They ended the season with a couple of nice big wins. They got their quarterback. Now they got their receiver, uh, you know, and Kentucky, I mean, look, walking into Kentucky is not an easy win. Like it used to be back in the early two thousands or something. Um, but as solid as the Kentucky program is, and they've gone to bowl games in five straight years, they rarely beat a top sec school. I think at Florida was the one win over like a top notch team. Usually they feed off on, you know, on, on Vandy and South Carolina and, and Missouri and, and, and teams like that here. So I'm interested in seeing LSU this year. And I think uh, a tough road test in the sec will be a good, you know, a, a tough test for them to show what they are this year. I, I dude, I had this game higher ranked in Arkansas Ole Miss because I think it's, it's sneaky. If, if Kentucky's got this Penn state quarterback, this transfer from Penn state coming in, that's it. If they had a quarterback last year, I, I really think they could have won the sec East. I really believe that. Um, uh, that was their one downfall. The defense was good. The O line was good. Now the, uh, they did lose a lot of players on the O line. So can they replace that? It, we'll see how that works out. But uh, uh, the last, I will say this, the last two times they've played LSU won 41 to three and 35 to seven. Now you go back to that third time though, Kentucky pulled the almighty upset in Lexington. So the last, and uh, that's the last time they played in Lexington. So the last Kentucky uh, I could tell totally, that 12 years ago. <laughs> it was, it was uh, actually 2007, but it's the last time they played in Lexington. So I, I like this. I think this could be a trap game for LSU. Can't wait to watch this one. And I think, I actually think it's the right play here. I think it's the best game on the board at that point. So I'll credit you that NC Nick. Uh, okay. So now it goes to me pick 11. Well, let, let me say this real quick about this. You know, Kentucky has been flying under my radar. TMZ Pat, not a, uh, up up to snuff on my Kentucky, but look, this is a team that lost by one to Ole Miss last year. They only lost by uh, eleven to Georgia. Played them very close and beat a good NC State, rocked and, South Carolina, and this got is a much better and got robbed. They got robbed by Auburn at Auburn with some terrible refereeing. Quarterback quarterback sneak on the on the goal lines, clear touchdown, and they don't give it to him on fourth and goal. Uh, that was uh, just, re- I thought they were better that than that one Auburn was ridiculous. Yeah. I remember you, uh, really harping on that game and, um, thinking Auburn was going to be terrible after that. And you were proven right, at least through the first half of the season. And if not most of the season. So I do think that they probably performed a lot better than that score indicates. 
So Kentucky maybe uh, deserves respect. I know it's tough to, you know, you see them slide back after a good year and you're like, oh, Kentucky just had a blip on the radar. But maybe Stoops really is building this program. So uh, I don't know. This game is in um, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, in Lexington. So last time they played in Lexington, Kentucky got the win. Let's see if, let's see if they can do it two in a row. Wow. And actually, you know what? I'll be in Lexington going on the Bourbon Trail this weekend. I might have to pop in and see uh, what uh, what a Kentucky home football game is all about. Now, all right. Now you're talking. NC Nick, sideline reporter. Now you're talking. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, it's me, pick 11. I am going to take you to. Uh, it's tempting. There's two, there's two Pac 12 games that I like that are out there. There's also one Big 12 game that I think is decent. But. I'm going to go, I'm going to go battle of the new coaches. Give, take me to Pullman, Washington. You know, we're a pro Washington state podcast with our guy, Nick Rolovich and Mike Leach, friends of the program. Pullman's a special place to us. Jonathan Smith, who I'm a huge fan of former Oregon state quarterback. I think he's really doing a great job with that program. And I love the hire of Nick Rolovich. I think you got to throw last year out the window. Washington state only played like four games or three games it was hard to get a gauge on uh, what was going on with the COVID situation there, but they, they, I thought they looked good when they played even in their losses. So I'm going to take Oregon state traveling to Pullman. I think this is a, a one of these PAC 12 night games. That's probably going to be wild. Wouldn't be, wouldn't surprise me if both teams get in the high forties. Uh, this, this game should be fun. I'm hoping it's even in some snow or some rain. Um, I, I, I actually kind of love this game. So uh, Patty C, what do you think of Oregon state at Washington state? Well, I can't think of a game with two teams that are more Colby esque and potentially <laughs> NC Nick, Nick esque. You guys kind of both uh, from Colby stories fell in love with Washington state at the same time back in the early nineties. So, uh, and Oregon state is the exact same team. You know, they're, they're, they're chippy, their fan base, uh, like thrives on the disrespect that they get from being, I guess, kind of slept on within their own conference. And they often play, uh, you know, closer games or even win games that they shouldn't. So uh, the fact that both of these teams are on the rise, or I don't know if you could say Washington state's on the rise, I guess we're still trying to figure out what Rolovich really is, um, but he could potentially have them back in, you know, approaching the level that Leach had them at, or maybe even uh, surpassing. Um, but Oregon state clearly on the rise. It looks like, so this game has entertainment value from a competitive standpoint and maybe some, uh, implications in the PAC 12 North race. Who knows? Yeah. And, uh, but this one's interesting. You would think, uh, but I guess those tough years with Gary Anderson, uh, really taking that program down and then, uh, Jonathan Smith coming in and really having to rebuild. I mean, this has been a long rebuilding process. I remember, I think his first year. He didn't have enough defensive play. They were starting like walk-ons and in the secondary. Um, so they Washington state's won seven in a row, seven in a row against Oregon state. Is this the, the one Oregon state, uh, you know, breaks the mold here and gets that first win in eight years. What do you think? It's Nick. Well, first I think it's a great game, but at Washington state, it's always tough. You know, this is really, this is the little brother game. It's not going to get national national appeal because you know Oregon and Washington get the headlines for the for that state. You know they are the premier, the flagship schools in that state. But look, I mean, with Oregon State and Washington State, it's a Pac-12 North battle with two emerging teams that are pretty damn similar. And yeah, I mean, Colby and I have have been fans of both schools, uh, so I expect a great game here. And it's really, I mean, it's it's going to be a tight contest. It might be crazy. 
There might be some fireworks towards the end. And, you know, both these schools are struggling to inch their way up the Pac-12 North ladder. So it's a very important one, too. Uh, yeah, I, I I love this game. I'm looking forward to watching. I think the Pac-12 North. Well, both of you guys have little brother syndrome. <laughs> Uh, I think the Pac-12. Well, you're you're a little brother too, there, Patty. (laughs) (laughs) Touche, touche. I think the Pac-12 North could kind of be like the Big Ten West, where you got a bunch of solid teams, but I don't know if you have one that's over the top great. I think there's going to be a lot of carnage potentially. Yes, I know everyone. Oregon's got the most talented team, but I don't like their coaching situation much. I think Cal could be a tough out. I think even Stanford, you know, they they they're not horrible by any means. You got Washington who won the PAC 12 South uh, North last year, but that yet didn't play for the championship. And then you got Wazoo and Oregon state, which I think Oregon state for sure heading the right direction. Wazoo. I, I believe that Rolovich hire was great. So I think it's a, a really uh, wide open race in the PAC 12 North and in the big 10 West. So uh, love that play. All right, Patty C it is on you pick 12. Where you going, pal? Well, again, I think that we are really, really sleeping on uh, the Baylor bears. Um, I know that Nick's, uh, tagline of late has been Matt, Matt rule ain't walking through that door, Matt. Matt rule ain't coaching that team, but listen to this team's I'm going to rattle it off. You guys just bear with me for a second. Uh, listen to this team's last, I don't know, eight seasons, uh, Art Bryles in 2011, 10 and three, eight and five, 11 and two, 11 and two, 10 and three, Jim Grobe steps in off of basically no fucking notice whatsoever goes seven and six. Matt rule actually comes in and shits the bed has their first losing season. And God knows how long um, and goes one 11, but quickly turns the ship around seven and six and then back up to 11 and three. So, I mean, really this team has had uh, five, 10 win seasons in the last eight years. Um, that is tough to ignore. And you got to figure year two. Uh, who's uh who's the coach now? Uh, Dave, I'm, I'm Dave drawing. Aranda, Dave Aranda, Aranda, Aranda. You got to figure out, uh, you got to figure Aranda gets it going in year two. And then West Virginia is always chipping. Neil Brown's getting it going in the right direction. Again, I don't know that this game has the uh, big 12 title implications, but one of these teams could be in position. In fact, I would be surprised if one of them isn't kind of in position, at least at this point in the season. So they will be jockeying for position and this, this should be an entertaining game. Uh, and last year, despite it being ugly, it, it was a fun game. Uh, West Virginia won an overtime 27, 21. Uh, so you got that going for you. Uh, I mean, that was a, a, a really like, I remember watching that game. That was a crazy game, but uh, uh, Baylor down on the series. They've only won three. They played nine times. They're three and six against West Virginia. So big opportunity for Dave Aranda. I think that's one of the bigger storylines in, in, in the big 12 this year is will Dave Aranda. It's so tough to grade last year's performance. We we've talked about this on previous episodes. Like you got to throw out that COVID year. Cause they didn't get spring ball. They had a shortened camp. Um, I just don't know. I mean, Baylor lost some close games last year. This is one of them where, so I think they're probably better than the record indicates. I know NC Nick low on Baylor, but uh, I think, I think this is a solid play here. I think it's the, I think it's the right play at this pick. Uh, Nick, let's, let's have you talk about your, your, uh, your hated uh, Baylor bears <laughs> against West Virginia. Well, you know, I, I did have this game lower down, but I'm not going to throw too many stones. Cause really at this point this week, there's probably like 10 or 15 games that could be all jumbled around. It's kind of just your preference. 
So, yeah, we don't know what to expect from Baylor, but we like the direction that the West Virginia program is heading. Uh, and you know, look, it's an in-conference road game that can always be tricky. It was an ugly affair last year. Could be the same this year. I had it at rank number 21, but, I, and I don't know. It just, it sounds like a boring game that I'm not going to watch, to be honest. <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't mean I won't turn it on in the fourth quarter because I do think it's going to be a close game. So um, it's one of those, yeah, it's not one of those, uh, you know, four quarter affairs. It's one of those, you know, turn it on late, catch the ending. Uh, but uh, like, hey, you know, not not a bad game. I'm not going to burn you too much there, Patty C. Well, I think Nick has been like, you know, a lifetime of being, you know, slowly convinced that Baylor is the worst, one of the worst teams in the country and hasn't really woken up to the fact that they've become a kind of borderline elite program over the last whoa, decade. Whoa, whoa, well, hold on. Look, that's a, that's a couple different coaches have come and gone. It's all about the coach, man. We don't know. <laughs> well, we don't know Miranda from it, from, from, you know, whoever, uh, we don't know. Is. We don't know what expect bail. What is Baylor going to be this year? They could be seven and five. They could be. Let, let me tell you about Baylor's, Baylor last year. They lost at West Virginia and notorious Hornets nest by six. Okay. They lost to a decent Texas team by 11 TCU by 10 Iowa state who went to the conference championship at Iowa state only lost by seven on a back-to-back road week lost at Texas tech the following week by one um, and kept it within two touchdowns against Oklahoma. That's a first year coach with COVID situations. Okay. The year before that they were in the fucking big 12 championship under Matt rule. They lost the sugar bowl. Okay. But they were in a new year six game. Please tell me you think that this, listen up, Baylor is better than you think. (laughs) All right. So, you know, while we've been doing this weekly uh, podcast, previewing these weeks, I've planted a couple flags. I've planted, I've said, I like UCLA coming in the year. I like Iowa coming into the year. I like Nevada coming into the year. Those are three schools that I can remember, you know, liking coming into the year. Patty C's planted a flag. He likes Baylor coming into this year. Boom. Hey man, if you are right, I will give you credit. I don't know what to expect. He, from that. he also likes Florida state. But <laughs> well, when I looked at that schedule, I, I had some second thoughts. So don't hold me to that just yet. I like Florida state against Notre Dame. That's, that's about all. <laughs> uh, all right. I mean, look, West Virginia Baylor. I think it's the right play. I think I had it right around this mark. Uh, so it makes sense to me to have this game there. I don't know. Nick's a hater of the Big Twelve. Well, I had no, well, I had no idea. We are talking about we are talking about Big Twelve Colby here. You know, so. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> How did you hate the Big Twelve so much? I, I I don't get it, Nick. What's wrong? What's wrong with you? It's just you know they can there can be boring games between teams that don't matter. Real and the ACC is you're an ACC guy. Talk about the most boring games. A Duke well, yeah, a Duke how, Virginia how many, games is how, entertaining as my asshole. Other than the SEC, what conference has won the most national championships in the last ten or fifteen years? <laughs> but that's because they produce produce the most pros. There you go. But but ACC. The, but doesn't matter. What are the most like? It's dominated by one team. That means it's boring to watch. Florida State won a championship in there. <laughs> that was a bullet. That was before the Invitational, dude. They didn't even belong in that game. Um, <laughs> There, there's no national champions. I can't wait till we get a large playoff. So we get. Is a, it my pick? Yeah, it's on you. Well, Go. you goddamn right. I'm taking it to the ACC then. Oh, talking man. shit about my conference, FSU at UNC. Oh, 
I like it. I like it. <laughs> Speaking an- once again, another big time rematch game because look, last year the three and six Seminoles jumped up and bit UNC at home. They won 31 28. If you, if you remember uh, watching this game, Florida State was actually up 31 7 at halftime. UNC stormed back. They rallied, but they came up just a little bit short. So, look, I've heard some crazy projections this year about how good UNC can be and how, you know, Sam, Sam Howell might win a Heisman, et cetera, et cetera. Well, if that's going to come to fruition or anywhere close to fruition, they need to take care of Florida State in Chapel Hill. It's about time we had an ACC versus ACC matchup on this list. Uh, th- so, it boom, took, it there took, you have it. Th- there we go. It took pick 13 to have the first ACC game. Well, Virginia Tech Notre Dame was in there. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech counts, but not Notre Dame. They don't want to be in a conference. Uh, Colby, uh, Colby's anti-American, so he uh, he he's against their freedom <laughs> to uh, to be independent. Colby Colby is a communist, a well-known communist of college football. So you know, don't look, don't mind. Look, that. Look, look. Hey, have these two games go back to back and see which one gets better ratings: Florida State, UNC, or West Virginia Baylor. Okay. Wow. So, so you got bill from the office who watches three football games a year catching. I like uh, bill. He's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, (laughs) come on. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land. Uh, uh, No Florida state, North Carolina. This was actually a game uh, last year because North Carolina came all the way back. Almost won that game. Kind of a shocking win from that's the best win. Mike, Mike Norvell had last year. There wasn't many, but uh, in North Carolina is a weird team. They should blow them out, but I, I could see this, I guess, being a game. So I kind of like where it is. I think you could, uh, I could argue a couple of games that I think I would have taken over it, but I just guess I don't know what Florida State will be. I kind of think they're going to suck. What do you, what do you guys make, uh, Patty C? Do you still think this is in the right spot, Florida State, North Carolina here? Uh, let me take a look here. Uh, North Carolina coming into this game last year was ranked number five in the nation. So sniffing the playoffs and Florida state dealt them a obviously mortal blow. And then UVA did the same and then Notre Dame did the same. So it's tough to say that North Carolina is truly was truly a metal contender. Um, and so with the loss of all these players uh, it's tough to say Florida state over the past three years, whereas they had been a perennial top 10 recruiting team has been 18, 22, and 23 over the past three years recruiting. So slipping down, not quite the Florida State we used to know. But um, still, uh, more talented than UMT from a recruiting standpoint, I think. and uh, Or it should be pretty close, at least. And then North Carolina, the, the better team. With revenge on their mind and getting them at home, you got to figure Florida State actually puts the ass whipping on. I mean, uh, North Carolina puts the ass whipping on Florida State. But that's what we thought last year. And the results were a little different. So we'll see. All right. Well, it's my pick and I have a couple games higher rated and I I think I'm going to make them. I think I'm going to make an executive decision here and put, I'm going to go with the drama route. It's good to have some drama. All right. I, I want to go. There's two games out there that are probably better football games, but I think this one is more entertaining. You know, Brett Bielma left Wisconsin in a very uh, bad way from what I understand. Like they, uh, it was, they didn't see it coming. They, they definitely, they had, uh, I guess a big fallout and, uh, and the Wisconsin fans hate Brett Bielma. Well, Wisconsin travels to up to Champaign, Illinois, where I believe the last time they came to Champaign, I if memory serves me correct. I believe they lost that game. Um, this is fun because Barry Alvarez 
I believe still the athletic director of wash of Wisconsin. I know he doesn't like Brett Bielma. So here we are in a spot where you got two teams that might just hate each other. Love this angle. And uh, I know originally you would just think snooze fest, but I just think the drama here could make it fun. Give me Wisconsin at Illinois. Patty C your thoughts. Well, the last time uh, Wisconsin went to Illinois was a couple of years ago and, and love you handed them a shocking one point loss, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, you know, obviously, like you say, there's probably no love lost. If there was indeed a, an ugly exit between BLM and Wisconsin, uh, Bill went on to have some success at Arkansas. And then I guess you could say he had success at um, new England. So I think he's a good coach. I think, I think he's, that was an amazing hire given his regional ties and his credibility within the big 10. I think he'll finally be the guy that gets them pointed in the right direction and bowling on an annual basis. This will be a game that you would certainly expect Wisconsin to have a pretty big edge in, but man, if he can make it closer, if he can pull this upset, Oh baby, it could be fun. Yeah. NC Nick, your take on Wisconsin at Illinois. I know you're probably thinking snooze fest, right? Well, I had it ranked much lower, but to be honest with you, I wasn't thinking about that revenge angle. I wasn't thinking about Bielma squaring off against his old school, but I mean, with all that said, just get ready for a noon ESPN two kick. That <laughs> is a little boring. <laughs> Uh, uh, it could be. A, That's all I got. <laughs> it, it could be a slugfest. I, how many runs will be called in this game? <laughs> Over under at eighty five runs. <laughs> I, I mean, look, it's gonna be noon East Coast time. So I, I would just imagine you guys kind of rolling out of bed around nine, flipping on the TV while you make some coffee, and you know you're flipping some eggs. And I don't know, man. You sit down on the couch, you turn this game on, you might just fall right back asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. Uh, and, and it will be glorious. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, all right, Patty C. Uh, with the 15th pick in the draft, where you going, pal? Well, okay. I mean, there's part of me that wants to go, you know, very personal here. But you know what? To me, that game isn't very interesting. Obviously, I'm referring to Virginia at Louisville. It's whatever. I mean, it's cross division. They're, they're supposedly their cross division rivals, but really they just took Maryland's place when Maryland left and they pulled Louisville in. So it's a crock of shit rivalry, even though I guess on a, from a technical standpoint, it's a border battle because they share about three miles of border. Um, but I don't think there's actually any rivalry there or any uh, bad blood there, even though they play annually. So I am going to go to a, a game in the American that has uh, some actual probable in- implications. Uh, Colby hating on Ryan Silverfield, but he did a good job last year. And Tulsa um, had a great season, played in the AAC championship and may have even hosted it, had Cincinnati and the uh, AAC in general not completely pussied out and fucked them over in order to get Cincinnati into the New Year's Six. So I think Tulsa might have some uh, boiling blood after that experience, and Memphis may be the recipient of a beatdown here. But Memphis certainly uh, ready to claim their stake at the top of the conference again after winning it the year before. Well, Me- well, Memphis is uh, uh, winning this series five to four. The last time they played, October twenty six, two thousand nineteen, uh, Memphis forty two, Tulsa forty one. So hopefully we get a barn burner now. 
I, I, I'm going to favor Tulsa here. I do think Silverfield's got the program in a weird going in a, I'd say it's going in the wrong direction. I know that yeah, it's going <laughs> sideways or, or down in my, I think down personally, just from watch the eye test, but Tulsa, Philip Montgomery and kudos to the university of Tulsa for not firing him. As you see, had a couple down years, stayed with them and they were really good last year. And, and if the, if there was no virus, perhaps they were playing for the, uh, they'd be hosting the AAC championship. But um, yeah, I like this. I like this game. I'm curious to see how both teams do. Obviously Tulsa loses the quarterback uh, loses Zavin Collins, Memphis. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess they lost a lot of transfers. So I, they also had transfers come in. So I will see how the tigers go. They're kind of a, kind of a team. I don't know what to think. So uh, yeah, Nick, what do you think of Tulsa uh, Memphis at Tulsa? Well, first off, I've never heard somebody talk so much about a game. They weren't going to pick than Patty just did there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I gotta, I gotta put my UVA Wahoos on blast as much as possible, (laughs) but I do think this is a really fun game. I had it ranked right about here as well. Uh, you know, talk about teams that I, that I'm high on going into this year, mark up Tulsa as one, even with the question marks at breaking in the new quarterback. I don't know who, no, I don't know who that new quarterback is, is going to be, but the guy from last year, I wasn't a big fan of, and, uh, they do return their entire offensive line. And I believe 10 starters on defense. So I'm pretty high on Tulsa this year. I think they take care of, of business, you know, versus Memphis at home, but it should be a fun game. I think in the past, these games are always close. They can always be kind of wild towards the end here. So uh, I like it. Yeah. Tulsa bringing back uh, 81% of their team, uh, Memphis, uh, uh, only 75%. So uh, Tulsa, you know, that was the better team a season ago, even though they didn't play within the AAC. So I, I think it's a great game. NC Nick, uh, it is on you. Pick sixteen. Where you go? And there's some weekday games people been ignoring. There's a there's a uh, dude. Yeah, you hit you hit it right on there. You know, it's about time we we chose a non Saturday game. But let me take you out west for uh, Stanford at Arizona State, the first non Saturday game we've mentioned so far. And uh, to be honest with you, sooner. yeah. To, but to be honest with you, if this was on Saturday, I think it gets lost in the mix. So, of, all, of, of everything else going on, but you know, being Friday night, they can really, you know, put a spotlight on both schools here and look, it's two pretty good programs, right? Uh, they haven't played since 2018. So there's some intrigue there and people are saying Arizona state is a candidate to win the, the uh, PAC 12 South. I'm not sure about that yet. So I'm looking at Arizona state to, to prove something to me because I think others have them ranked higher than me. So uh, yeah, Friday night, Stanford, Arizona state. I love this game. And uh, currently uh, Arizona state leads the series by three wins. So it's pretty much 50, 50. Um, uh, this is a, uh, this is one that's, in, I do think this is interesting because as much as I bag on Stanford and Patty C, I thought that program was going down. They had a solid year last year. And I think, I mean, I, 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 I'm, this is a night game in the, in the desert. I think that's a hard spot to grab a win, but Arizona state, a lot of hype around them. We, we barely saw them last year. <laughs> you got to throw last year out the window with the COVID um, and, and Stanford, a team that actually kind of looked pretty good. So it makes me think that this one should be a game. Maybe Stanford could be a player in the North. I think the North is wide open. I mentioned this before. I don't think it's just going to be hey Oregon, put them in the, the bit, the, the Pac-12 championship. I think each week is going to be a grind for all those teams. And this is one where, I mean, I, I obviously would favor Arizona state, but could totally see this being a 34, 31 
uh, Stanford with the ball midfield, 30 seconds left, uh, you know, first and 10, something like that. But uh, uh, Patty C, what do you think? Stanford at Arizona State. I know you said this should have gone higher. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, just in terms of like the quality of these two programs, I think they are like, they deserve a little more credit than we're giving them. Um, and also there's kind of a fun contrast in style. I guess we had said that, uh, I mean, just from a, a program personality standpoint, obviously Stanford's going to have a contrasting personality to most of the teams they played outside of like fucking Harvard or something, but especially Arizona state where you have STDs and just fucking porn stars walking around the place. It's not exactly what you're going to see in Palo Alto. So, you know, where is this game being played? It is what do you um, mean? Arizona state. Yeah. Tempe. It's at Arizona yeah. state. I think that, that could, maybe the heat, maybe, uh, maybe Arizona state is smart about this and schedules it at, you know, one in the afternoon. No, it's a Friday <laughs> night game. It's a Friday, <laughs> oh, it's a Friday night, night game, buddy. Gosh, yeah. I'm all over the fucking place. Um, well, Scratch that angle. <laughs> Give me a look. I think Arizona state is probably the better team this year. Jaden Daniels, but Stanford's uh, capable of pulling it off. So, but it, it should be a, a, a entertaining game with implications. All right. That's uh, some, some analysis there. We got, uh, <laughs> let's go to, uh, let's go to my pick 17 for pick Dundee. <laughs> Uh, you know what, man? I need to play some of the. I'm going to take you to Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida. How are we sleeping on the one? Perhaps ah. the best game of the day. The East Carolina Pirates. Holton Allers year. This is the year they turn that corner. UCF. There's a. They, they're starting to fall off a little bit. They brought in Gus Malzahn. Can he replace it, or will he be like uh, uh, what was Mike Tupperville at Cincinnati? Right, it's harder to to do this at these mid-major schools. Perhaps he finds out because Holt now there's Mike Houston. They're coming into Orlando in the East Carolina Pirates. Let me tell you, they are finally, finally gonna. You know, it's easy to see a tide turn, guys. It's easy to see a tide turn, but they are gonna turn that corner and pull off an upset in the bounce house, whatever you want to call it. All right, the only thing it's gonna be bouncing is Holton Allers and some of those cheerleaders titties in the hotel room after the game. Give me ECU in the upset. This is the year they turn it around. Uh, guys, what I mean, come on. This is the year ECU. They, they've been, been working for this. Their team, they're one of the most experienced teams coming back in the nation. Um, so this is just, it's just, 91% of ECU is back 91% guys. And we also got a couple big time transfers that came in. Uh, I, I love this. I love this game. I, I can't wait to watch this one. This, this has been a, a fun rivalry too. You remember uh rough McNeil lost on a, uh, on a hail Mary to UCF uh, with Georgia O'Leary back in like 14 heck of a game. Um, can't wait to watch this one. Yeah. Uh, ECU is doing it this year. They're going to go undefeated. Well, you got to rank too high there, buddy. Okay. So don't be mad when I choose Georgia tech uh, at Duke next. Okay. <laughs> Look, I mean, ECU hasn't won in this series since 2015 and the games haven't even been close since their last win. The uh, margin of victory for UCF has been 18 points, 42 points, 27, 13 and 23 last year. So they haven't they haven't even gotten within 13 points of UCF. Well, is this a rivalry? Well, Duke gave us a, a lemon 
and that is why we got to this part. It is a rivalry. They, they look, we're going to go down to Orlando and this is our statement game. Look, UCF's been going through coaches. Now this is the third coach. We've seen this with other programs. It's hard to maintain consistently high level football. When you keep having different coaches leave every couple of years and this, I'm sorry, Malzahn, his gimmicks, not going to work against the pirates upset city for ECU baby. <laughs> All right. So speaking of flags that have been planted, you've planned in Nebraska and ECU this year, uh, Nebraska ECU. I think all of us are on Missouri. Um, I am also, who else did I call? Uh, there's a few I liked. Um, I don't know. Well, not I gotta, to put you on spot, but I, I know those two you did. I think, I think you say ECU every year. I mean, you're, yeah, you, you spent time on campus, so I get it. <laughs> I understand that, but I'm not sure about this game here, but I, I've said my piece. What do you think, Patty? Well, I think the coaching change uh, combined with the, um, you know, the, I guess, stability in the coaching situation at ECU, plus uh, kind of a proven commodity, I guess, in Mike Houston. Then again, Malzahn has extreme upside. So, you know, whether he can step in right away by what game week six here and have that program rolling, I do think ECU has a shot to keep it a little closer. The fact that it's in the bounce house doesn't work well for ECU. I think they have a home field advantage. I don't know about a road disadvantage, but I think the golden Knights have a home advantage for sure. So um, I, I expect UCF to win by, you know, 10, I don't expect it, uh, but tell you what, Colby will be fucking pumped if UCF or ECU's in this game and it'll be interesting. I, I, I think ECU may be getting our attention soon enough. I don't know if this is the year, but I think they're starting to, they're moving in the right direction. That's what I'm talking about, baby. That's what I'm talking about. All right, Patty C, pick 18. Where are you going, pal? Well, I've already talked about it, so I won't belabor the point too much. But uh, UVA is going to Louisville. Both of these teams are low key division contenders, um, and in, in that sense, are conference contenders. Uh, Louisville, um, despite the possibility that they might start out one and two out of conference. Um, by uh, a neutral side game against Ole Miss and uh, hosting UCF. If they win those two, then look out. They, they might have playoff, but they're going to get caught. I'm not going to blow right, smoke uh, up your ass and say uh, but, Louisville is something special. But uh, Mikael Cunningham's a very good quarterback. What is he, a senior now or a junior at least? I think, uh, yeah. I th- well, got, last year didn't count, so I think he's still a junior. But NC Nick definitely gave us a hard time about our our our, our Louisville prediction as potentially a dark horse in the the ACC Atlantic. Well, there any team deserves you know to be given shit as to be considered a dark horse because no one is beating Clemson. Let's be honest. But uh, if anyone could do it, I mean it's NC State or Louisville. So I think, uh, and especially at this point in the season, this is like only their uh, third conference game. Virginia, on the other hand. The ACC uh, Coastal, in case you guys had forgotten, had seven champions in seven years, uh, as recently as two years ago. So uh, UVA very much a contender with a returning quarterback for that division. It actually has uh, big implications for them, but um, it might have some for Louisville too. And look, the teams are evenly matched. They uh, typically have, and they play each other other years, so there's um, familiarity there too. I don't know. I know a great game. No, I think it's, I think this game is, is, is solid. I actually think I'm probably more interested in watching this than, than a couple other ones, maybe even Wisconsin, Illinois, which I drafted it, but Florida state, North Carolina, you can make the case that UVA Louisville could be more entertaining. Um, But 
uh, uh, yeah, I think it's a good game. Brennan Armstrong. I think you got two two good quarterbacks going toe to toe. Two different styles. Louisville's defense was just terrible. Where you Bronco Mendenhall depends heavily on his defense. Um, so I think that's interesting to me. Uh, NC Nick UVA at Louisville. Your thoughts? You're going to be in Kentucky. You're going to go to this one too. You're going to knock out fucking both the same weekend. I I'm, I might have to, man. Uh, they're on the same day, so one would have to be at noon, then one at like eight. You know, they're all you know, Lexington and Louisville is only an hour and a half away, or if that. So maybe, but dude, no, knock it out, please. That would be amazing, <laughs> uh, dude. How drunk would I get in at Lexington and have to drive across state to get to Louisville? That's, Uber, that's, baby. Uber, baby. Uber. Yeah, all right, all right, there you go. That's a lot. <laughs> of, that's a expensive Uber drive, but I like this game. Apparently, some people think Louisville is a sleeper team in the Atlantic, <laughs> and and UVA was a 2019 Coastal champ. So yeah, I mean, it might be a fun one. UVA won last year, 31 17. Uh, where Vernon Armstrong had uh, what you know about 300 total yards, three touchdowns, something like that. So I like it. Yeah, I think it's a good game. I actually think it's actually probably a little bit uh, misplaced. It's probably a much better game than Wisconsin, Illinois. But uh, hey, I like that angle of the uh, the the rivalry in Champaign. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good game, and I, I I don't even know who I would take. I think this one right now, if you had to do a li- if you had to predict a line on this one, I think what Louisville minus one. <laughs> yeah, thereabouts. I mean, I think Mikhail Cunningham is going to be a problem for the UVA defense. I think, you know, UVA's defense kind of relies on discipline, you know, Bronco Mendenhall as a whole, you know, not don't give up a blade of grass thing is great and all until you face a guy who's running a four, three, and then you have no answer to that. And I think, I mean, if you look at Mikhail Cunningham's highlight tape, UVA is on it (laughs) several times last year. So I expect more of the same, but I think UVA is a better team, but in Louisville, again, it's going to be a fucking close game. Maybe Louisville by one at this point. Nick, go to your head. What do you think this line is? Yeah, dude, it's hard to say a line for week six, but uh, I guess, yeah, Louisville minus three. Yeah, I think something like that too. All right. Uh, what? Let me tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by Roman. Yes. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So uh, if you, if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom, sometimes it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, just know there are options out there. Go to getromancom slash SGP now. Yes. Uh, with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation of ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you in just two days with free shipping. Uh, the whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP and complete an online visit today. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash SGP now to get $15 off your first month. All right, guys. It's uh it's it's on NC Nick. We got 11 picks left, and then we'll get the hell out of here. Uh Nick, where are you going? Hey, if you guys just want to take Saturday games, I'll take all the weekend primetime games. I'll take Houston at Tulane, the Thursday night American Conference showdown. Like these two teams are are bowling on the regular over the last few years. And also over the last five years, the home team has won each game. So you know it's a back and forth affair. It's a very competitive series. 
And also, this is the the second of two back-to-back road games for Houston because they play at Tulsa just six days before this game. So quick turnaround for the Cougars. Houston at Tulane. Should be a fun one Thursday night. Should be a wild one. And if you remember, this has been on Thursday night the past two that I can just recall. I'm not even looking this up. I just know last year, early in the game, Tulane had two pick sixes. They went up 21 nothing, and then they lost the game. Then you go to two years ago, 2019. They uh, they they give up a big play. Houston takes the lead with about uh, I think like 25 seconds left. They kick it off, bad kickoff uh, goes out of bounds. So then they run the the fake uh, the fake. Uh, uh, they they basically throw like a 10 yard pass, run up to the line of scrimmage, a fake spike handoff to the running back. Oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah. That was and- a- and then after that, they threw like a 45 yard touchdown for the win. It was a, both these games have been wild as shit the past uh, two years. So this is probably one that probably needs to be higher just on the fact that these games have been so crazy. Um, Patty C, what do you think of Houston at Tulane? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this was the game that I was watching that had uh Tulane uh, Houston, just utterly bum rushing uh, Tulane's quarterback. Was it Mike, uh, Michael, Michael, Michael Pratt. Pratt. Yeah. Who I like, but man, Houston brought heavy pressure. I, I mean, obviously Houston, uh, one of the more talented recruiting areas in the country. Uh, not that new Orleans is any, anything to sneeze at, but I think from a recruiting standpoint, uh, Houston has a pretty big head start or advantage in that, in that game. Um, and I think that that shows up on the field, but I don't know. Holgerson's really high on the hot seat too. So he may need this one. And uh, your boy Willie Fritz is uh, maybe going to be angling for a, a, an FBS or a, a Power Five job after this season. So uh, some side stories going on here. But aside from that, yeah, the game itself should be fun. And who knows? Uh, in the American, there is a little turnover in that conference. There, there, there's some parity in that conference. I mean, I think Cincinnati has emerged, and I don't anticipate them taking a step back. But both of these teams are in the West, right? Well, no, no, I guess no. There's no divisions they, anymore. Done away with it. That's right. But but uh, this game still could be the high stakes. Maybe second place. Maybe if you, I mean, who knows? Cincinnati lost Marcus Freeman and and some key other players. The O line. Uh, uh, I think this is a really exciting game. And obviously, even if they were both teams with losing records, uh, just the fact that the past two games have been some of the more crazier football games that I can recall each year. So uh, I I think it's compelling. Both these teams return eighty percent of their team. Both of them the same amount of players coming back for each team at the moment. So uh, that's, that's interesting. Pratt entering year two, Clayton tune, the quarterback of Houston. He did lose his stud wide receiver Stevenson. Uh, that could be big, but uh, I'm sure they have some talent. They'll, they'll figure something out, but yeah, I think it's a good game and especially weekday game. Gotta love that. Um, and uh, in new Orleans, you know, that, that yeah. factors a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. Uh, you know, th- this, this game should have a little more hype because how many other teams are right there on the Gulf of Mexico, you know? Yeah. I mean, especially within the same conference, they kind of have a, a similar culture, New Orleans and Houston, both very dirty, dirty South. So, uh, fun, fun fans at the very least at these games. I agree. And, and you know what guys, I'm on the pick 20 here and pick Dundee is going to stay in this conference. I'm going to stay in the AAC uh, we're having a run on the AAC here. Oh no, I'm sorry. This is Nick or this is no, this is my pick. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take uh SMU air raid against triple option. I find this game compelling. 
You got Jim Levitt now, the new DC of of the Mustangs with Sonny Dykes, which I'm really eager to see how that will work out. One of my favorite defensive coordinators in all of football with the air raid. And then you have Ken Niamatololo. They're going to be able to practice. He's already talking about their practice. They played spring ball. They're going to be able to tackle. Unlike last season, I think it's a big uh, rebound spot for Navy to be better. And uh, you know, SMU's got that uh, the Oklahoma transfer coming in at quarterback. I think this is a fun game because of the contrast in styles. Triple option, air raid. Uh, sign me up for this. This will be on like CBS Sports. I'm uh, you know, this will be like probably a night game, probably 5 p.m. It's going to be cold though for SMU coming up to Annapolis, but uh, it's going to be one that I think. Grab me a few cocktails, sit down, and watch the fun of football. Air raid against triple option. Uh, NC Nick, what's your take on SMU at Navy? I like it a lot, man. Should be a great game. You know, SMU has quietly put together a, a couple of nice seasons here. They were seven and three last year. That included a 51 37 win over Navy. And in 2019, they were 10 and three, but they lost to Navy that year, 35, 28. So you mentioned it, man, that, you know, the contrast in styles, you know, it seems like whenever these two teams play, it's a close game. So this one should be another good one. Patty C SMU at Navy. 20th best game of the week. Well, I mean, uh, in particular for SMU, the, their schedule starts off uh, hosting Abilene Christian in North Texas. They have to go back to back to Louisiana Tech and uh, TCU. But if they're able to get one of those, they're hosting UC, USF coming into that. They could be four and one uh, going into Annapolis. Um, I do think Navy's season starts a little tougher. So Navy will be, I guess, a little more desperate. Um, to stay in the conference race, but uh, it's a long trip for SMU and the contrast in style. Um, I mean, I guess what is S- Who does SMU have the week before USF? That's almost like a bye week. Yeah. So I guess they'll be ready for Navy, but it's hard to get ready for the triple option in one week. So uh, I actually kind of give the advantage to Navy, despite SMU having kind of been ahead of them lately. Especially we're getting to, I mean, what week six is what mid October could be cold in Annapolis and, and you know, it's in Maryland, you know, Hey, hang on. Boom. Yeah. I think it should be a game. I don't know. I, I don't know who I would lean with right now. I mean, obviously it's hard to project in week six, like, like NC Nick said a little while ago. So can't wait to watch this one though. All right, Patty C pick 21. It is on you. All right, let's take a look. Let me scroll back over here. Oh boy. Bump a bump a bump. Just not a lot of meat on the schedule at this point. Uh I do see an SEC battle that I guess um would interest some other people. And so just because it's SEC football and just because there is talent on display, let's go to Knoxville and go Gamecocks versus volunteers. This is, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, sure. Nick, w- South Carolina at Tennessee, uh, Shane Beamer, year one, Hypel, year one. So maybe battle of first year coaches, intriguing. They both kind of look the same. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you know, uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah, look, I mean, that is, that's the intrigue right there. And to see what each team has done leading up to this game, which might not be a whole lot. Um, I had it ranked much lower. I had it ranked at 29th, actually. It just, with all these games on on a Saturday, this is going to be probably a noon or a 12 or a 3.30 Eastern time tip. And let's face it, it's just not going to catch much airtime. If, if you want the compelling side of this, 
because I, I this is one that's probably going to be on ESPNU uh, or SEC Network. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. The, the the fact that with the exception of 2019, the last time the, these teams have played, they've been incredibly close games. So maybe there's something there that that Patty C saw that I didn't see. List listen to this. Uh, last year, 31-27, Tennessee got the ones the the win. South Carolina fumbled a punt. Uh, in a uh, they were South Carolina was up majority of this game. Lost that game to Tennessee. If you take out 2019, where Tennessee won by 20, you go back to 2018. South Carolina wins by three. Uh, 2017, South Carolina wins by six. 2016, South Carolina wins by three. 2015, Tennessee wins by three. 2014, Tennessee wins by three. 2013, Tennessee wins by two. 2012, South Carolina wins by three. So every year, with the exception of 2019, wow. these have been great games. This is a battle. <laughs> so, so I think it's, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I was overlooking it because I had it further down too. But when you rattle off these games, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I do pour, pour myself a few bourbons, turn on the, uh, you know, SEC network. Uh, Get some old South bourbon in your veins and enjoy <laughs> some SEC football. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you guys want to say any? Is there anything else to mention in this game? I mean, I guess who who has? I think Hypel has the better first year than than Beamer, but I don't yeah, know. There's probably a little bit more in the cupboard, maybe. I know a ton of players transferred out though. But yeah, they, they've got some transfers in. I don't know. I think I think I go Tennessee though, but. I don't, this is, this is, a, this, I guess that's why this game should be in here is because it is going to be a good football game. I truly think that. So agreed. All right. Pick. Well, again, and I'm curious as far as Beamer, he was at South Carolina doing special or was he, I'm a little confused about where he was. No, he was, was at, he Oklahoma at Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley coaching special teams. So why did he get so much support from alumni and such? I guess, cause he was there before. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, like I said, with David Shaw, with Dabo Swinney, there's obviously a little bit of history about when a guy is completely beloved, you know, the, the trajectory is a little better than most people would think based on their coaching credentials. So uh, I think Beamer may have a little more upside in this situation than we're giving him credit for. Then again, Heupel also has some upside given his uh, pedigree. So both of these programs could be on the rise. Both of these programs should be better, better than they have been, but uh, other factors are keeping them down. So, I mean, I think we're going to get the teams we expect here, but like Colby said, the games have been close as hell and it's sec football, but these teams are capable. I mean, Alabama, Tennessee took Alabama to the gun in a national championship season. Uh, uh, fucking South Carolina upset Georgia a couple of years ago. They're both capable. It's it's a good game. All right. He's selling us. He's selling us. All right. NC Nick pick 22. Where are you going? Let's go back to the American and back to a weekday game. I got you a little temple at Cincinnati there we go. and regardless of how bad temple was last year. I mean, look, it wasn't too long ago when temple was basically Cincinnati. Uh, they had five bowl games in a row from 15 to 19, and they had two 10 win seasons in that stretch. So look, temple wants to get back on top of the American where they were a few years ago, but at since he's look, look the Bearcats are a top 10 team in the country right here. So it's going to be a, definitely a tough road trip for temple. Um, I will say that only six days before this game is the Cincinnati at Notre Dame game. So you got a mm. quick little turnaround for the Bearcats down city, potentially, potentially I hey, look Cincinnati is a much better team than temple, but uh, it's could be a sneaky good game. I mean, two more defensive oriented teams, maybe it's low scoring. 
Maybe Temple hangs around for a little while. I expect Cincinnati to win, but look, it's still a Friday night game. It'll be at the early Friday night game, probably like a seven, uh, 7 PM Eastern time kick. So uh, I'll be watching. And, and I mean, look, uh, by the way, temple leads this all time series 13 to eight. Um, but Dewan Mathis coming in at quarterback for temple. They lose, they lose Anthony Russo who goes to Michigan state. Good, good catch for uh, the Spartans. But Mathis is a big time recruit at Georgia. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. And I also think he fits the style of Rod Carey's uh, uh, temple owls more than Anthony Russo did. So I, I'm very intrigued to watch this game. Cause I actually think temple might give Cincinnati more problems than maybe any team in the AAC. I just think defensively, they're a good de- defense. I saw Rod Carey talking about, he thinks it's his best defense he's had at temple. Uh, so perhaps we see a little bit of a, a little bit of a, you know, barn burner here defensively, well, I guess. Yeah. And maybe not an offensive barn burner, but a, uh, a defensive <laughs> struggle. So neither of these teams renowned for their offenses necessarily. But uh, I will say this. Um, I mean, in terms of a spot to get Cincinnati, I mean, really Cincinnati has to go to Indiana, which would be a massive win. Assuming they start out beating Miami of Ohio and Murray state off the top, they go to Indiana. If they can get that win, they get a buy. And then if they go to Notre Dame uh, and get that win, I mean, at that point, everyone is thinking playoff for the Bearcats. And then a short week, a Friday game against temple, is a huge opportunity for a letdown. But uh, the fact that it's in Ohio, the fact that it's at Nippert, and they're, they're going to have a lit crowd for this one too, and they're going to – there won't be a letdown at Nippert. And so uh, I think uh, – I mean, knock on wood at the very least. I think Cincinnati is uh, fortunate to have this game at home, and I think they'll, they'll get it done. But it could be uh, closer in the fourth quarter than they expect. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. Uh, look, I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by underdog fantasy. If you haven't played on underdog fantasy, you have to check it out. Their best ball tournaments are some of the best around, including their best ball mania two tournament where you can win a million dollars. Yes. Cash. Plus you can play a number of games involving, you know, parlaying player props from the MLB to the NBA and more. Uh, this is really cool. I'm telling you. Uh, they have a special NBA playoffs best ball tournament coming up as well. Go to underdogfantasy.com and use that promo code SGPN. And don't forget to enter their best ball mania two tournament for your chance to win a million dollars guys. Uh, that's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. Um, okay, here we are. I'm on, I'm on uh pick 23 for pick Dundee. And I am going to go, um, look, there's a couple big conferences out there. I'm going to continue to ignore them. I am going to take you to Colorado Springs. Yes, Colorado Springs. I'm bullish on Craig Bull and the Wyoming Cowboys this year, bringing back 95% of their team. That's second in the nation. Second in the nation. And the Air Force Falcons, Troy Calhoun, we know he's one of the most underrated coaches in America, the triple option. This is a rivalry game uh, that, look, all time series, Air Force is up three. Up three. All right. This is a this is a good rivalry game. I, I I'm hoping for some weather. One of these games you could probably catch on ESPN two or CBS Sports or something at night. Uh, and I like this. You got triple option going up against kind of a in, in a weird way. Uh, Wisconsin or not Wisconsin. Wyoming runs a uh, a run heavy offense. So uh, 
I think this is awesome. This is you know Mountain West underrated football. I see it a lot over here late at night. I get to tune into uh, some of these Mountain West games. I think they they're criminally underrated a lot of years. Uh, give me Wyoming at Air Force as the play. NC Nick, your thoughts? Well. I thought you were going to take us to Fort Collins, Colorado for a, a different mountain West game, but and I, and to be honest with you, I think a better mountain West game than the one you mentioned, but it sounds like uh, we mentioned planting flags. It sounds like Colby's planting a flag with Wyoming. Uh, it could be an interesting ball game. I, I can't sugarcoat it too much though. I probably won't be tuning in. They should put this on the weekday. They should put this. You on. think it's better than the other Mountain West game? I do, just because Colorado State struggled and their starting quarterback transferred to Washington. Might be close. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be closer. And uh, yeah, I, I like the the style. I like both these teams. Something about watching both these teams, I find uh, fun. I agree. This was like a, if this was a Wednesday night game. I'd be excited to watch it. They should try to get creative and move this one to a to even on a Friday night. Put two double to get that uh, ESPN app where you can double the screens. Patty, see your thoughts on Wyoming at Air Force. Well, I, I agree with you. I don't know what it is about watching Mountain West football that's kind of fun. I think it's that they really like keep that Western kind of vibe. It's almost like you're watching like you know frontier football, um, especially when you watch Wyoming play. But uh, Air Force, I mean, two of the best uniforms in football at the very least. Like aesthetically, it's going to be one of the most pleasing games to watch. But um, I do think the ground and pound style of both of these teams makes it a little bit compelling. You know, if you're into some old school football, that's an appeal here, especially given the persona of these two teams. So uh, yeah, I'll be watching. I like both these teams. I, I, I'm a big fan of both these teams. I can, I completely agree. Uh, all right. Patty C pick 24. We only got just what? Six picks left or seven picks left. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, I am going to go to the other Thursday night game. We have Coastal Carolina going to Jonesboro to face uh, Butch Jones and the Arkansas State. What the hell are they? Red Wolves Wolfpack. now. They're the Red Wolves. Red now. Wolves. <laughs> you know that Red Wolves game for the uh, name for the Washington football team has grown on me a little bit, only because it's uh, it's got some low key Native American ties. I think that that to me, you know, you gotta you gotta dial into that. You can't completely let it go. You know, I feel like the Native Americans, like their spirit becomes a, a red wolf when they die. I don't know. There was probably a chief red wolf somewhere. Definitely yeah. was a chief red wolf somewhere. Uh, so either way, a uh, cool mascot here for Arkansas State. And the fact that the state's number two team uh, in a southern state, you know, SEC country, and, they should uh, and they we, should be better. And we get Grayson McCall's back at Coastal Carolina. Sure, they lose Brewer. That you know they lose uh, Peyton, the backup quarterback. They lose a few other guys, but uh, I think Coastal Chadwell is 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 playing for the top team in the Sun Belt this year and really could be good. And Arkansas State Butch Jones got brought in. James Blackman, quarterback from Florida State, brought in some Alabama transfers. We'll see how that works out. Arkansas State probably going to have the better talent on the recruiting level, but Coastal Carolina. Was had a landmark year last year, and uh, Jamie Chadwell doing a great job. Nick, what do you think of uh, Coastal Carolina at Arkansas State in Jonesboro, Arkansas, on a weekday game? This is one that I'm sure we're gonna have a DFS lineup for. What do you think? Hell yeah. yeah, definitely. I love it, man. Look, I'm a I'm a, Sh- a Chanticleers fan, and you better believe that last year was no flash in the pan. Coastal Carolina is gonna be back. 
it's a tough, it could be a tough game. Arkansas state wasn't great last year. I think they were like that out of three and seven or four, four and, and eight seven. or something like four and seven. There you go. Uh, but look, it's an in-conference road trip, kind of a long road trip. So it's something that, you know, coast Carolina has to pay attention to. And the great thing about this game is that it's on Thursday night. The Chanticleers can showcase themselves once again. They should have another uh, really good season. And and I still think four and seven last year, throw out the record books. COVID really dealt uh, Arkansas state some death blows. They, before last year, they had been to, I think nine straight bowl games. And even last Eight year, five the year before. Yeah. And even last year, four and seven, but when they were healthy, they, they did take down K state in Manhattan in an upset. Uh, but uh, I think this is a game. I think it's a game. Can't wait to watch this one. So that that's a yeah, great play. Uh, pick twenty five. NC Nick on the clock. Where are you going? So I have what two picks left? Is yep. that right? Yep. Well, actually, mm. what? Yeah, yeah. Two picks left. Yeah. There's still a couple ones I want to include in here. So where should I go? All right, I'm not going to mention Georgia Tech Duke. The game sucks, <laughs> but I'll be watching because Duke needs a win to get to the bowl game, but I won't mention that one. I'll take you to the game that, that you had just mentioned or well, I, the game. I thought you were going to bring up that's San Jose state at Colorado state. Uh, I mean this year, I mean, is, are people, do people realize how good San Jose state was last year or are they still flying under the radar? I mean, they were seven and zero in the, in the regular season last year. And didn't they have they, they, in that bowl game, they had like 30 players out. So it's like, exactly. What, uh, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, look at the teams they beat. They beat Boise. San Diego State and Nevada, you know, on that on their way to that seven and zero regular season. So, and coming into this game, they're going to be at least five and one. And, Some and, people said, "Can they beat USC?" I mean, who knows? Maybe they're undefeated six and zero coming into this game here. So, um, and, and look, Colorado State always has a solid program, so it's an interesting game here. I like it. And what if I told you they're bringing back ninety one percent of that team, including six year senior Nick Starkle, a former A and M big time recruit. Um, Hey, Sparty, 91% of your team back for a team that looked pretty damn good went healthy last year, very physical football team played great on the special teams as well. Uh, the my only one question more, is Colorado one more tip it here. Colorado state has a buy coming into it. So mm. a little bit of an advantage there. I am excited. You know what though? I do like this matchup too. I, I just don't know what Colorado state is. They, they lose that QB to Washington, which, you know, Fair. You, you, Fair enough. You know what's his name? Our coach. Uh, what's what's the guy's name from Boston? Adazio. He never has good quarterback play. So here he lets O'Brien transfer out. He pisses him off somehow, and and so I'm I'm sure he'll find like a uh, a running quarterback, and there'll be a good defensive team, ground and pound, which will always you know keep them in some games. But uh, as they bleed that clock out, but but this is this is kind of compelling. I agree. I think it's a good game. I think it deserves to be in the top thirty, despite there being some power five games still on, on the resume here. Uh, Patty C San Jose state at Colorado state, your thoughts. Well, let me tell you this, you know, the more I think about this, the more I wish we did have that expanded playoff and all these teams would have a place at the table because Colorado certainly and Cal and Utah probably belong in the mountain West. You know, they both have that same flavor too. Um, but Colorado state certainly more, even more so than Colorado, maybe just because they're in the mountain West just has that, uh, that mountainy Western feeling. Um, <laughs> so I think the, 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 the um, bye week um, before the game, especially after the body blow, they're going to take going to Iowa city to play the Hawkeyes is necessary and very helpful. 
Um, it might even prepare them for the level of play that they're going to see against the Spartans, assuming that San Jose is able to continue that ascent, or at least at this point, maintain their uh, success. So I think uh, it's going to be a good football game. I guess you got to favor uh, San Jose State based on last year, but the fact that it's in Fort Collins makes for a good game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, here I am, pick twenty six. Um, I, I, you know what? I think I'm tempted to go. I'm tempted to go with the uh, with with one of the Power Five games remaining, but. You know me, guys. I like the small guys. I there's a bunch of you know. Well, actually, no, never mind. Lance Leopold's gone. I was gonna play Buffalo Kent State rematch of the MAC championship, but no, Leopold. I've jumped to uh, Kansas, so that game's lost some of its appeal. Okay, I'm gonna take you to TCU at Texas Tech. Look, we talked about Max Duggan on the show on uh, on Sunday or on on yeah the other day, and. Uh, and here we are TCU or Texas tech guys. This is look, I know that you think Nick hates the big 12, uh, but Texas tech, we don't really know what they are. They have shuck coming big 12 in. Colby, big 12 Colby in the place to be. Um, they got shuck coming in and, and, and against TCU who we think could be a sleeper in the big 12. We've mentioned that before. And the red Raiders kind of uh, all over the place, I think it's a big year for Matt Wells. So it makes it compelling to me. I think both quarterbacks are good. This is probably going to be a shootout. Guy, this got to be on, on the top thirty, right? We got to play this game in the top thirty. TCU at Texas Tech. What do you think, Patty C? Well, of course, I think this should have been way higher. Uh, to be honest, in terms of quality of teams, um, I think that obviously TCU has sleeper pack or uh, Big Twelve potential, and Texas Tech. You got to figure there'll be some improvement there. Uh, Lubbock is never an easy place to play, um, but both of these teams are pretty darn solid program. So um, I am interested to see, was it Gary Anderson or uh, which Anderson is down at uh, uh, Texas tech now? No, it's Matt or Wells. Getting it's Matt Wells. Yeah. Wells. That's right. Okay. The, uh, yeah, Gary Anderson went to Utah state, Matt Wells. He's a, he's a little bit of a pound the rock guy. And um, Gary, our um, fucking God, TCU's coach, uh, Gary Patterson. <laughs> There's so many fucking Gary's. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gary Patterson's much more speed merchandy kind of spread offense. Um, and obviously that uh, similar um, inverted cover to uh, Bud Foster defense. So a speed merchant versus power football now, which, you know, you wouldn't have said about Texas tech anytime in the last 15 years, but they have gone undergone an overhaul. So um, interesting, I guess, style to watch, you know, and, and, and good football NC Nick TCU at Texas tech. Well, first, uh, I, I'm kind of sad you didn't mention that Buffalo Kent State game because that was the game Buffalo beat Kent State seventy to forty one, and that's a game where Jarrett Patterson, the Buffalo running back, ran for over four hundred yards and eight <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> but that's not the game we're talking about. But you know that yeah, you know, that should just be mentioned because it's pretty crazy. <laughs> so yeah, obviously this game belongs on the list. I had it. I had it ranked, you know, actually in the top twenty. Um, the problem. So Texas tech, I think we know who they are. They're the average to slightly below average team. I don't see them making a jump this year, but I do think TCU could be pretty good. I think TCU could make a pretty good jump this year. And if so, they're going to have to take care of business against some of the, you know, lesser quality big 12 schools, namely Texas tech. And like Patty said, it's, you know, it's a road trip to Lubbock. That's not easy. So uh, this is an interesting game here. 
Uh, I, I'll be watching because I've always kind of rooted for TCU under Patterson. So uh, I'm rooting for TCU to get back to where they were like, I don't know what, three, four or five years ago. Yeah. And um, yeah. So I want to watch this. I want to see how TCU looks. I like Duggan. I like some of their skill players. Um, yeah. Good game. All right. Patty C pick 27, only two picks left for you. Patty C. So make them count. Well, I will make them count. And I'm going to steal one from right under your guys nose that you might be looking at right now, but I do want to say real quick about Duggan. If you listen to Sunday's podcast, we put him. I put him at the number four quarterback in the nation coming wow. into this season. You watch some of his highlights. That dude is really underrated running the ball. I want to say uh, he passed on a scholarship offer to Notre Dame. Kid out of Iowa, uh, probably like the most talented player that's coming out of Iowa in like the last twenty years. He is a fucking monster. Well, I don't know about a monster. He's just he's just good. Okay, so anyway. Max Duggan, he's my guy. Yeah, I'm playing my. That's that's a, a flag I'm playing this year. Is Max Duggan? There you Duggan. go. I like, I like him. I think Colby and I both rostered him a couple times in DFS last year. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, We're man. all on Duggan here. Um, I'm going to take you down back to the FCS. This is becoming a weekly trend. Okay, and what could be the defending national champion South Dakota State uh, Jackrabbits hosting? Friend of the program, Southern Illinois Saluki quarterback, fucking uh, Stone no, Labanowitz. Stone Labanowitz. <laughs> Don't you forget his name, dude. Yeah, how oh, could you possibly this, forget that? Name? I can't wait for this one. Stone Labanowitz announced he's coming back. Uh, there was speculation. He's not going pro. <laughs> there was speculation that he was he could transfer, but he's coming back. And this, they were the better team against South Dakota State. They they let them off the hook, man. They let them off the hook a couple weeks ago. South Dakota State might win this national championship, but I think I think the Salukis are going to circle this game. Nick, I, I tell me this isn't this is probably better than a lot of games we have here, huh? Uh, look, Patty C stole my thunder, man. You know he inspired me picking the FCS game last week. I went and looked. I had this one. I was going to choose it last. He took it right before me. I knew uh, you guys would. I was going to save it for last. And I was like, <laughs> no, no, no. That's my baby. <laughs> you know, I didn't know if stone Labanowitz was coming back or if he was going to be employed by uh, the sports gambling podcast network. Uh, I guess we'll have one more year of him on the football field. So uh, yeah, man, look, another revenge game, another revenge spot. I've been saying it all podcast. Uh, yeah. Great game. I can't wait to watch this one because uh, just the fact the playoffs, uh, you know, a real playoff where just a wild game that happened in Brooking, South Dakota, just about two, what a ten days ago or two weeks. They should have won that. They should have won that game, man. This they're gonna have this one circled. I can't wait to watch this one. Should be much higher on my list. Uh, Patty C. I mean, what is, do you want to say anything else about this game? Look, uh, Stone Labanowitz. I didn't realize. I mean, the the reason we fell in love with this dude is because he's got one of the greatest names. <laughs> Uh, any football player ever, but turns out he was <laughs> a perfect passer at Ole Miss, a, a one for one. But really, the fact that he has that talent level kind of stood out. Uh, it's it's something that really makes me want to watch more FCS football. It's like holy shit! Like it's not just these guys that are being picked out, you know, from I guess among a bunch of scrubs. It's like there's a lot of talented guys on that level, and he's one of them that you know wouldn't otherwise get in any get any shine. And so I'm interested to keep watching FCS football and this is going to be a great game next year. Can't wait. Can't wait, man. Okay. NC Nick last pick for you 28, me and Patty C will close it out, but here we are, Nick 28 pick 28. You're going to go with All your right, ACC. Well, 
Do what? Are you going ACC on us? No, but since my thunder was stolen, I'm going to go Big Ten. I'm going to go Michigan State at Rutgers. <laughs> hey, you you guys uh, planted a flag on Rutgers too, and I actually oh, kind. Yeah. I'll be honest. I kind of like it. I kind of like this one. I think I might plant a little a smaller flag next year, guys. Big flag. My flag is that they're intriguing at least, and they're going to be better. And, and, and can we talk about Sparty here? I mean, you know, they were two and five last year, but it well, it was Mel Tucker's first year. So we're kind of giving first year coaches a pass, uh, I, I, but I think in general, if I can speak for all of us, we didn't like the hire. And I don't think Michigan state is going to be very good this game either. I, you know, looking at their schedule, I had them like going, you know, four and eight at best. And I think there's a good chance they drop this game. Rutgers beat them last year, 38, 27 in <laughs> East Lansing. So, uh, and they got them at home this year. And I believe, I believe Sparty has had 27 players transfer out, but to credit them, they did land uh Russo, the, the temple quarterback that I think is pretty decent. And they, that today they landed a, a corner from Alabama. So, uh, or no, was it, I think it's a, I think it's a corner. Yeah. It's either a wide receiver or a corner from Bama that transferred to Michigan state. Um, but yeah, I, I, this game, I think has to make the list despite uh, Michigan state kind of being a snooze fest last year, but uh, Shiano, just the appeal around Shiano. And, and I guess, you know, we got a Mel Tucker. I, he's a saving disciple. So I guess we get to really see how that will work in year two uh, with, with the Spartans. But I think, I think it's well played. I think this has got to be, got to find its way in the top 30. It makes sense to me. Patty, see your thoughts on Michigan state at Rutgers. Well, again, when you consider the upside of these programs, like if you take Michigan State's upside that they had under D'Antonio, they were a playoff team at one point or an invitational team, what have you, but a consistent winner took down Ohio State several times. Uh, And then Rutgers, the last time Tiana was there, was up to number two in the nation. So, you know, at at the ceiling of both of these programs are two top 10 teams, you know, and, you know, I think they're both, maybe heading in that direction. We don't know what Michigan state is doing, but we certainly think uh, Rutgers is. And really this game is more of a potential changing of the guard in the big 10, like second tier. And uh, maybe Rutgers ascends to that spot now. And, uh, we, and you know, Michigan state wants to hold on to that spot, but Rutgers is, is chomping at the bit. So we'll, we'll see if they can do it. Shiano Shiano. We're all golden Guido fans here. I just want to see Guido's, like hyped about football. It's not something you get to see very often, but I, I want it to become a thing. Yeah. I look, I'm on board. I'm on board. All right. Uh, uh, pick 29. Uh, there's a lot of stuff out there for me. You, there's the UCLA, Arizona, there's uh, uh Maryland, Ohio state, there's wake Syracuse, but you know what? Let's have some fun. FCS FCS. Yeah, buddy. Alabama A and M and the, the, you know, they won the swag this year. Akio Glass, really good quarterback. I really think he's going to be in the NFL. They're hosting Deion Sanders, Jackson State team, and Jackson State did most. They're, they're they had the 85th best recruiting class. Most of them are coming in in the fall here. So uh, I know they a couple played in the spring, but I, you're really going to see the talent level this year with Jackson State. So I think this game is money. Jackson State, who will be the most talented team in the SWAC in a while against Alabama state, the winners of this are not Alabama state, Alabama a and M the winners of the SWAC this past season. So uh, th- this is going to be fun. Uh, you know, sh- it's going to be Deion Sanders son. I think at the quarterback position going up against the keel glass, 
I, I I'm excited to see it. Nick, what do you think of Jackson State at Alabama A and M? I like it, man. I uh, like we uh, how we were able to squeeze in at least two FCS schools, maybe three with Patty's last pick. I don't know, but uh, yeah, man, this is that should be a fun one. Yeah, uh, Patty C, Jackson State, Alabama A and M. Your thoughts? Oh yeah, I mean HBCU coming up, uh, HBCU football. I think uh, hopefully they're able to get some shine in the fall and get some airtime. Uh, what this is a Saturday game? Yeah. They should make it. I don't know that it's going to be anywhere uh, near our TV sets, but maybe if we get that ESPN (laughs) four by four setup going, right, right, and uh, we catch a little HBCU football. But either way, you know what? Really, like I'm an unabashed Deion Sanders fan. For as much of a kind of ass clown as he is, he's also a great human being. So, uh, and I've, I guess been watching Shador Sanders in some way, whether not like actively watching Deion Sanders little reality TV show, but I've been aware of this kid and kind of thought in my head, Hey, he's going to be good one day. Even when I saw him as like an eight year old. So here we finally see him on the college football scene, playing a big football game. I'm going to be watching a little bit. Plus prime time blood is on the field. You got to love it. It's part of our childhood. Whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to hype this game. It's, it's probably <laughs> not going to be on my TV. <laughs> All right. All right. Pick 30. It's your last game, Patty. See Georgia Tech Duke still out there. Georgia Southern <laughs> Troy is an interesting game going on in the Sun Belt. You got uh, Wake Forest, Syracuse, UCLA. Nick's planted a flag on UCLA and it lets it go unpicked. Uh, at Arizona, it's gonna be a blowout. They're that good. <laughs> then you have a couple, uh, maybe a Buffalo Kent State matchup again, or you could go UTSA. Middle Western Tennessee Kentucky. Liberty could be okay. Yeah, Middle Tennessee cool. Liberty. Some some MAC games are good there. I see a Ball State Western Michigan. I see a Miami Ohio Eastern Michigan out there. Where are you taking? Let me just this? let me just give you all a big fuck you right to your faces, okay? And give me villain no fun. Going to Harrisonburg, Virginia to play the Dukes of JMU, who just had a colossal choke and are going to be <laughs> taking it out on a revenge tour all fall long. Okay. And you guys are going to see JMU, you know, take down the 2021 Part Two National Championship. And this is going to be a significant spot on the uh, revenge tour because Villanova is a pretty decent team. I anticipate they'll be a top 15 team in the FCS. And look, JMU has been turning out pros. So if you want to see actual fucking talent on the field, this is a game you'll turn it, tune into. I actually think this is a really good game and it's definitely probably better than Vanderbilt, Florida, but um, uh, Nick v- Villanova, JMU, you're going to be able to tune into this one. I'm glad we got three games from the S from the FCS level included in this top 30. And uh, that's all. Uh, that's pretty much all I got to say, say about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you got, Hey, you could argue this is probably better. How many Hall of Famers are coming out of uh, Vanderbilt now? Dude, the bigger the bigger question will be: Can you even find this game on a TV station to watch? Flow Sports, man. Flow Sports. Look, uh, but you got Howie Long, Brian Westbrook's uh, alma mater going up against Charles Haley, Gary Clark. You know Scott Norwood, the all-time choke artist, just like JMU was honoring Scott Norwood this past Saturday (laughs) when they collapsed. Ouch! Um, Ouch. It's a fun game. It's a fun game. Okay, now let's get to our our. uh, Let's go with our upset of the week here. Uh, NC Nick leads it off with who he thinks uh, will will be the upset of the week outright on the money line. No covering bullshit. Just who's going to get upset? Where? What are we thinking here, NC Nick? 
The team that will get upset is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish traveling to Lane Stadium in Blacksburg, West, uh, well, West Virginia, Virginia. Don't you dare. Uh, whoa, whoa. Don't you dare. Freudian slip there. Uh, <laughs> true. Blacksburg is awfully close. <laughs> Hokies got this one. Hokies upset Notre Dame at home under the lights. I like it. I like it. So Nick going with the, uh, the Hokies uh, with the upset over Virginia tech. Like last time they played, it was a close one. It was a close one. Um, I'm going to take us to, uh, I'm going to take us to Lexington where Nick's going to be. All right. Ooh, I got the Kentucky wildcats beating LSU in Lexington. I'm really excited to see if they, this quarterback, you know, I think he could be the difference if he can just throw the ball a little bit they'll be able to beat some of these teams that you think, Oh, no way they could beat them. LSU was sloppy all season. Yes. They got better towards the end of the season, but Hey, they, they play in the SEC West. They're going to think this is a bye week coming into the East. And this is where Kentucky, we saw it last time they came to Lexington, Kentucky gets the upset in Lexington. Give me the blue, the blue baby. Let's go. There we go. Big blue. Yeah. Big blue. Uh, Patty C where are you going for the upset? Well, guess what, fellas? We don't even have to leave the SEC West to come up with another gigantic national championship shifting upset. The Alabama Crimson Tide are going to go into College Station and take a fucking L at the hands wow. of the Aggies of Texas A&M. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to be a little epic here. I just don't see many on the slate that uh, look like big time upsets at the very least. I see a few that you know, could be considered small upsets, but not noteworthy. Um, But if, again, if there's a year to do it, Alabama kind of goes in waves where they're the team and then they're just not the team, you know? And so some team has to beat them and A&M is right there to be that team this year. And they've been waiting. And I think, I don't know, maybe we're wrong about uh, Jimbo and CJ or uh, Spiller, the, not CJ. Who's their uh, Isaiah. Isaiah Spiller. Uh, is a stud at running back. So depending on who they have at quarterback, maybe, and they have a great defense. Maybe, maybe this is the year that they get it done in college station. I'm okay. playing my flag on that. Okay. Now our, what the, f- our, our, this next air, uh, segment is produced by Lou Holtz. This is our Lou Holtz. Well, well I don't get cold, but this is our Lou Holtz. What the fuck game of the week? Why is this on the schedule and why our camera is going to be recording this? Um, Patty C uh, no, no, I'm sorry. NC Nick leads off here. What is your, what the fuck game of the week? Take- so only two, only two stood out. So I don't know which one Patty's going to take, but uh, and, and, and only one of them didn't have to be scheduled, meaning it's not a in-conference game. So uh, yeah, the worst game of the week, nobody is going to be watching this. Parents of the kids aren't even going to be watching this. <laughs> UConn at UMass, <laughs> Northeastern football. Uh, no, man. Dude, awful, I, I awful, almost played awful. this in the top 30 just because I like the rivalry aspect here. You know what I mean? <laughs> they should be. They seem like the same school a little bit. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is a horrible game. This is one. Uh, this will probably get ESPN Plus or something, I would think. But uh, I mean, UMass has been horrible. Edsel, they punted on the season last year. What if Edsel? He did it before at UConn. Is there any way he just got extended during the off season or the, their their two their two year off season? Uh, uh, what? 
Is there any chance that uh, Lou Holtz uh, is is saying maybe I was wrong about the uh, the Yukon Huskies? Well, well, I don't get. They rain they ain't cold, but they're. I, could UConn blow out UMass here? Probably. I, I don't know. I, I guess UConn's going to be favored. I, I guess. <laughs> uh, it'll probably be a shit fest, a low scoring game. I got. Who knows? I I think UConn wins. Yeah, yeah, and and look. Uh, I'm on pick two here. I think this one can, you can argue with Yukon UMass Akron at Bowling green. These have been two of the worst teams, uh, Maction baby, but it will be fun. This uh, like we've been fading these, both these teams and making a lot of money for the past three years. So here's an opportunity for us to, uh, to, to sit back and not bet on this one <laughs> and watch Akron Bowling green. Now, uh, our guy Van Gorder did retire from Bowling Green, so perhaps their defense has a shot. But uh, both these teams just been a complete mess over the past three seasons. Lose a lot of games by like 40, 50, 55 points, something like that. True shit fest in the MAC. I know these teams have to play each other every year, so there's. It, I guess it's a little compelling there. They're both in the same state, but uh, just a horrible, horrible football game. Your thoughts on Akron Bowling Green, guys? Oh, and five uh, versus one and five last year. I don't know who Bowling Green beat, but they beat somebody. Maybe they'll, <laughs> they'll beat Akron this year. <laughs> uh, Patty C gets excited for some of these games. I know. Um, uh, what do you think Akron Bowling Green, Patty? Any, and you like the in-state uh, aspect, right? Uh, I mean, I'll tell you this Colby for Colby Maxion is similar to the big 12. He, he's just in love with both of them. For, for me, Maxion is a really, there's just too many fucking teams. If you're this like what eighth best team in the state of Ohio, I am not going to get excited about watching you play. <laughs> like you belong in Division Three. <laughs> like, yeah. but I guess they they produce some pros every now and then. Yeah. Uh, to answer your I question, mean, Bowling Green had a good program for a while there with Urban Meyer, and then uh, after that, they had a couple other good coaches that had some success with them. I don't know what the hell happened, but. Uh, uh, Akron. Yeah. They had Terry Bowden. They weren't, they were, they played in the Mac championship just a few years ago, but uh, like what, four years ago, I think, I don't know. It's still the shittiest game. Patty see the last shittiest game on the, on the slate. Where are you going? Well, I can't really blame them because it is a conference game, but in terms of a game where Lou Holtz is going to be babbling like a fucking idiot about how, I think, I think, I think you're taking the wrong New Mexico here. New Mexico state travels to Reno. I think Nevada is going to destroy them. I think New Mexico. Yeah, I know, but I'm, uh, I'm saying, I think you're taking the wrong one. I think New Mexico, San Diego state's compelling because Rocky long and Danny Gonzalez are facing their former assistant. Who's the DC of San Diego state. And also let's not forget Rocky long was the head coach. He retired and Brady Hoke was his OC. So I think it's compelling that these two teams have that going with them. And I think New Mexico made a great hire with Danny Gonzalez. <laughs> it's in Carson, California. I might go to this fucking game. All right. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, all right, guys, if you're a first time listener to the college experience, make sure you subscribe. Uh, we handicap every single division one college football game and college basketball game. So subscribe to the college football and college basketball experience. And uh, yeah, give us a five-star review on iTunes. Say some nice things about us, please. It helps us. Jeez. Come on. If you do take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D on Twitter, and I will send you a college experience t-shirt. How about that? Give me a follow as well at the Colby D Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. And the sports scaling podcast is on Twitter at the SGP network. Give us all a follow and do that. And, and, and then check out the Slack channel sports scaling podcast. That's a lot of fun too. Okay. This is the college experience way too early week six preview. You better start thinking about yours. And we are.